Yes. Was he um, trying to say that that song was good? Because I hate that too. And <laughs> I'm, I'm not sure that. Um, also, why why would licking dick be a bad thing? I you know I don't like this guy's tone because well I think it's very homophobic. Yeah, you're kind of implying that if you lick a dick that that's bad. bad. Yeah. And why is that? Why is that bad? Yeah, it's not bad. Like it's not something I prefer to do because I'm not homosexual. But if you are, then that's fine. Why? Yeah, is it I bet a it negative connotation. Really like it, you know. Or that, maybe you don't. Some people don't that are uh, that, homosexual. That was a song made uh, by a listener for Justin. Yeah. I think we've officially made it. We can say that, right? Yeah, I think so. At least uh, I have. Nobody has written a song about how you're a horrible person. Apparently because I just don't well, like... Well, yeah, but I've gotten death threats and yeah, been that's told true. I'm the worst person. Yeah, but I got death threats from you getting death threats. I don't understand. That's true. The world is a goofy, goofy, goofy place. Isn't it, Justin? Yeah, I learned that from the Goof Troop movie. <laughs> that was a great movie. It actually it was, was a great movie. It was. I know. Man. I'm not disagreeing with you. Don't get defensive just because I said listen, it was a great movie. It's because you already had an attitude from the second I walked in your door today. Yeah, you walked in Yeah. with a mint chocolate. What was it? Mint cookies and cream? It's a mint cookies and cream milkshake. That's yes. fucking gross. No, it's not. It's delicious. No, no first of all. You took cookies and cream and have perverted it by putting mint in it. Secondly, you ordered a fucking hot dog from Steak and Shake. Why is that so weird to you? Disgusting. I literally, okay, sometimes I didn't get to eat during the day. I was cleaning and mowing my yard, so I got here, and I just stopped to the drive-thru. Justin lives like half a mile from Steak and Shake. Yeah. I don't think Steak and Shake is like gourmet, which, I mean, is obviously an exaggeration. I mean, it's just, it's fine. It's fine food. And I get a hot dog. And I unwrap this little hot dog from Steak and Shake, and Justin just gives me this look like I just like went to McDonald's and got 20 Big Macs. Like I don't know how to explain it. He was so perplexed about why I would get a hot dog at Steak and Shake. No, I wasn't perplexed. I was disgusted. Why is that disgust? It's a hot dog. There's nothing. You like you hot go, dogs. Yeah, hot dogs are fine. But you go to Steak and Shake, you get your stupid awful burger that they have. Or like, Frisco Melt. Yeah, or Frisco Melt, whatever. Yeah. But it's the same thing as I have a problem with somebody going there and ordering chicken tenders. Okay, I would not get chicken tenders from Steak and Shake unless they're in a salad. But Yeah, that's okay. I mean, but even then, getting a salad at Steak and Shake seems pointless. against the spirit of the place. You pointless. Know? But I don't understand. You can't mess up a hot dog. I guess you could, but... Oh, there's plenty of places that do. How? Because they just don't, like... They either use, like, shitty ones or... You know, there's tons of ways. Like, you can use, like, really bad hot dogs and they're just horrible. Or if you boil them. You ever met yeah, a person who boils hot, hot dogs? dogs? Is weird. I think it's weird when people do that. I mean, obviously, number one. You know a guy who boiled hot dogs and would eat them by dipping them in mayonnaise. <laughs> Not that kidding. makes me want to throw up in yeah, my mouth. Honestly. I don't. I mean, obviously, the best way to do anything is to grill it. It's yeah. just always going to taste the best. Yeah. Oven would be number two. Yeah. And microwave is always the last resort because it takes away any bit of healthiness out of anything you're doing. And Yeah. I actually got rid of my microwave. I don't have a microwave anymore. That's actually I'd, smart. That's a good idea. I decided that I didn't want to have one just because like, I'd much rather make things a correct way. Than well, that's make the them problem with that. if you have a microwave. It's like, oh, it's like midnight. 
maybe you've just been hanging out with friends or if you're drinking, not drinking, but especially if you're drinking, you know what I mean? Like, that's the problem is the microwave is you're going to take some shitty fucking White Castles or something on your freezer has been there yeah. for six months. You're going to microwave it. And literally, you will be halfway through it, not even done yet, and you're going to regret it. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And that's pretty much what's going to happen. So, yeah, microwaves, I, I try not to use mine often. I will always take the extra time to go fire up the grill, Yeah. even just for hot dogs. Yeah. The other day, we made, like, me and my roommates wanted hot dogs, so we made, like, ten between all three of us. Oh, yeah. And took the time to literally just grill them because yeah, it's way better. it tastes a lot better. I, and you uh, can grill the bun, put some butter, some olive oil on there. Yeah, and it's delicious. Oh yeah, it's great, completely delicious. I I agree with doing that. We need I, a, a cooking, sh- a big snackers cooking show here. <laughs> we, that'll be our. Well, second. what you do is you take, <laughs> take bun, the hot dog, you put butter and olive oil, throw on the grill for a minute, put the hot dog on there, eat that some bitch. I always like to put a little uh, garlic and salt on there too. Oh yeah, absolutely, garlic. Anything basically to me that's not dessert related mm. is made better by garlic. Yeah. Well, that's always my f- thing is that you know how you go like places and you see like they use like they're using like a billion thing like bunch of spices and shit on like whatever they're making. Right. I'm of the opinion that you literally don't need anything more than salt, pepper, and garlic, and that's it. No, I completely agree. If you're putting um, like all kinds of crazy shit in there, unless it's barbecue rub. You're doing everything wrong. If Agree you, with you. It's like people who put like, um, like when people put like gravy on a steak. It's like, what are you doing? Yeah, like that's you're fucked being up. disgusting. Um, well, but, that's what I was gonna say. Yeah, is just put some salt, pepper, and garlic on a steak. Cook it. Even you eat it, and it's delicious. What I've been doing is uh, Josh and my roommate and I. I think I you're think using that backwards, right? Am I? <laughs> but we know the work. It still work. <laughs> Don't tell me what to do, Obama. I'm sorry. Um, no, I. Uh, Josh and I have been cooking a lot recently. My roommate, and we're decent cooks. I'm not. I'm not awesome, but I can make good food. Yeah. And uh, what we've been doing is taking, getting half beef and half lamb, mm-hmm. and combining and making beef lamb burgers. Which oh yeah, been those amazing. Are great. Yeah. And yeah, all I do is uh, grind the meat up. Obviously, not grind it with my hand though. Make balls like the patties. <laughs> Salt, pepper, a little bit of garlic. Um, mix it in, and then just famous Dave's burger seasoning because it's oh, it so good. Yeah, like I I could eat that like with a spoon. Like that's gross, but I just mean it tastes delicious. If you like seasoning, um, that's really good. You should get this stuff called Everglade seasoning. Heard of it? Uh, I don't know much about it. Just buy it. Just when you go online, just go on Amazon and buy the huge thing of it because you will literally use it on Amazon. everything. Well, then go on their website. No, I'm just kidding. I like Amazon. <laughs> I use it all the time, actually. Um, but you can buy it on Amazon. You can buy it on their website, too. But it's called Everglade Seasoning. It seriously is one of the greatest seasonings of all time. I will absolutely try it. Um, I love that we haven't even gotten past the intro, and we're just talking about cooking. Let's, we are versatile. We are a good yeah. podcast. People <laughs> don't even know. People don't even know what we're capable of. Um, welcome to episode 44. Mm-hmm. This is going to be a great week. I think we've been, get, been getting better and better. We've been having fun, and uh, today's going to be a great episode. We have Ryan Russell calling in, who is, I mean, pretty much a world-famous photographer. The man, he's done Kia commercials. He did Waka Flock of Flames album cover, Paramore with Foo Fighters, Against Me, Tegan and Sarah, Zach Galifianakis, uh, Pat Oswald. I mean, honestly, very impressive 
Very yeah. impressive for him. Interesting man. Um, we have a lot of cool stories. Speaking of, too. have you heard the new Paramore song? Um, I'm not really a fan of Paramore, but I did hear this might be a, an area where we disagree because I don't like Paramore, and I did hear one of their new singles, and I actually liked it because I don't like them that much. It must be the other one that you didn't hear. It must be like because I heard one the other day that was so. God awful. I don't even know what it's called, but it seriously didn't even sound like Paramore. I was like, what? The song that I like is the one that has like the breakdown where it's well, not breakdown, but like bridge parts like down, 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 tell your mama. Oh, that's the one I hate. Yeah. I like it. I don't know. I wouldn't go out of my way to listen to it. Like I didn't pull it up on Spotify, but I heard it and it was like, I mean, it's super eighties. Yeah. But to it's the point where bad. it's almost like gimmicky. Yeah. But yeah. I, I mean, it's not as bad as the new Taylor Swift song, but it's... No, it's that there. song is a train wreck. Um, what about Anaconda? I don't even want to hear... Did you hear that fucking awful Jennifer Lopez and Ariana oh, Grande Oh, I tweeted song? about it. Man, it makes Anaconda look okay. Yeah. I I literally... I tweeted something on the lines of... And like, it was a funny tweet, I guess, but I wasn't joking. Like, for real. I said it on my computer, and I said something on the lines of, you know, like, I'm a straight male who loves butts i'm a butt guy more than a boob guy is that sexist in 2014 someone probably is like oh, objectifying women <laughs> but i really like butts and um i'm a straight straight male and yeah. that video is nothing but butts and i made it maybe a, min- a minute and 20 seconds into it the song is so atrociously bad it just doesn't even do you know do, do, I, do you know the history of that song no, I don't. I know Did that you I know ten that, writers. Yeah, ten writers. Ten, ten people had to write that piece of shit. Because you know Wrecking Ball and Miley Cyrus had 12 writers. Why? I literally, that's what I mean. I can't comprehend that. And like, I'm not even exaggerating. I don't understand what 12 people do. Like, Wrecking Ball has about 20 lyrics. Is that, okay, I, do people get writing credits now? Is that the only way to make money? Like anymore, like yeah. I mean, I mean, I guess it always has been, cause, but there was always people who were like the hit maker, like one person who would write like fifty songs. There's what's his then, name, yeah, that's done. Like, I mean, Matt Thiessen from Reliant K does it. Yeah, Adam Schlesinger from Fountains of Wayne does it. Yeah, I want to do it. Um, I've talked to a few people. I'm just trying to get into. I mean, you got to get in good with people to do that because I think I would actually be really good at it. All you have to do is just I think I could think of the dumbest possible thing you can and just write that. Yeah, like because it's really not hard as long as you just take well, it halfway serious. It's the simple thing that a lot of people don't know. I know that you do. We've talked about it on here before. Is um, the difference between mainstream mindless music that people that just go to bars and get drunk listen to, and people more into like the indie punk, hardcore DIY, just more of the think think about things, you know, music is for radio pop songs is you just it's a lot of the word you me oh, yeah, yeah. i and if you'll notice generalization if you'll notice bands like if you listen to punk or like indie rock and you get to that stuff name specific names and places because it's more personal and real right and bands like nickelback <clears throat> and bands like that or these bands of like your taylor swifts or whatever they want to make sure that their fan base feels like they can relate to that song no matter what yeah. So they write it in a way where it's so ambiguous and meaningless that depending on the mood you're in, if you're having a bad day, you can hear it. And the song could be about nothing. And you could be like, yeah, man, like I, I get it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's it's a smart way to write songs if you want to make money. I hate it. I absolutely hate oh, it. Oh, no, it's fucking <laughs> um, awful. But I would love to have a piece of the pie. 
And I think I'd be a good pop songwriter. Do you? I think I could do it well. Like, yeah, I think you would. I've always said is like, I'm not a great guitar player. I'm not a great musician, but I think I'm a good songwriter. Yeah. That's the gift that I, I was blessed with. Right. But, uh, yeah. So welcome to the episode. We're still really just kind of in the intro right now. Today's going to be fun. We have a lot to talk about. Uh, we have a very special guest caller. I don't want to ruin the surprise, but a friend of a friend of a friend hooked it up, and it's the biggest person we've ever had on the show. Yeah, it's, it's going to be pretty amazing. It's pretty crazy. I don't know. I'm kind of intimidated. I don't know how much we're going to have to talk about with this person, and I don't know what they're going to be like in an interview. Well, but, uh, I mean, I'd imagine. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I don't want to give anything away. So Right, and that's that's where I'm at, too. So. But uh, yeah, episode number 44, we got Ryan calling in. Um, we have a lot to talk about. We have a lot of questions this yeah. week. So we should get into it. Let's, uh, let's do it different this week. Let's do like two or three questions, talk for a little bit, do two or well, three more. Well, I think more. that this one... Let's spread them out. I think that this one will probably <laughs> take us up until Ryan calls in. Really? Yeah. Is it like that? Well, this guy All wrote right. in... Let's do it. This guy wrote in like over a week ago. Actually, he wrote in while we were recording last week about a question... And maybe, I don't know if he just knows the future or something. Oh, like future the singer? Yeah, I don't know if he knows future. I and wish future I did. told him about what the future holds by <laughs> right. going, hey, man. Go, oh. What you just did was better than what yeah, future I know. Does. I can't, so you can't, I, if you, you can, if you're even able to sing in tune at all, you're better than. But, uh. Future makes T Pain look like Michael Jackson. Literally. Like, only future takes himself seriously and, and T Pain doesn't never is did. the man. I literally, luckily, I think even the stupid people of our country realize how future, how bad he was, because he's already falling off. Yeah. It didn't take long. <coughs> His album, but the problem did you listen is, to it? Yeah. Oh, my Lord. The I, problem is, is that what he inspired. You're right, and that's what we're in the aftermath of now, which we can get into later today. We can talk about Danny Glover. <sighs> yeah, we'll talk about that at the end. Um. So this guy wrote in, there's two guys who wrote in sort of about the same thing. Okay. Uh, and th- this guy didn't, this was before this ever happened, and I don't know how he kind of, he must have just figured something was going to happen at some point with this. But you'll know what I'm talking about as soon as I read the thing. Okay. So Ryan, given that the whole Tiger's Jaw slash kissing shit that went down this summer, do you think it's a little odd that punk hardcore subculture will go up in arms about somebody being kissed without permission but everybody seems totally okay with crowd surfing, i.e. an activity where you jump on top of other people and potentially kick them in the fucking face without their permission. That was from huh, Mixtapes in Progress. Now, he said that last Monday, and then like over the last couple of days, this whole Joyce Manor thing has popped up where, uh, where yeah, Barry... People uh, were from, actually hitting me up asking us to talk about that, which I would like to talk well, yeah, about. Well, yeah, but then I, this I guy said... Then another guy wrote in, who said... X, XX Tor Bear X wrote in, said, "What's up, Butter Babies? So your thoughts on stage diving and crowd surfing in general post Joyce Manor drama? It's not posted either because it literally like he almost beat the shit out of somebody the other night for doing it. Did he? I, I was what I was gonna say is I want to talk about this, but I don't want to central it around Joyce Manor. No, no, but." Well, and then he also went on to say, also, what do you think about the social justice warrior slash white knight movement in the, on the internet recently? Absolute Punk has become a haven for social social justice warriors. Um, not just sure if not sure if just Jay Tate is clickbait clickbaiting Absolute Punk. Uh, 
maybe. I don't know. I don't. Not sure if any of these people would actually do anything to help anyone in real life. I think you're more on the track there. Uh, final thing is, this is the guy who said that our recording sounds like it's coming through a potato. Well, I suggest that you quit shoving a fucking potato in your ear. Yeah, and maybe I would just listen through that headphones. That's pretty much what you're doing. He says that your loyal fr- fr- the loyal fans, myself included, would probably toss you some sweet, sexy cash on Indiegogo or Kickstarter for new gear, so we can all get the best voice be awesome. inserted in our wet ear holes. Anyways, okay. keep on LLGFG. Let me ask a question then. I would love to have new gear, and it wouldn't cost that much. But if we did an Indiegogo, and this is a real question, as all of our listeners, please write in this week. Would you be interested in that, or would that just make us assholes? Because I would love to have some new gear. Yeah. And if people that listen to us, you know, would like to have even better quality and like up the things we can do, which with more money, we could accomplish more and work on guests and stuff. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Then I will do an Indiegogo, but I want responses first because I don't want us to do it. And then people just think we're like greedy assholes. Right. Which we're not. And we no. would use every bit. Of, I would go as far as to say we would literally provide receipts and show you exactly where your money went. Oh, I would definitely do And that. I would love to do that. So as listeners of Big Snackers then, if you would like us to do an Indiegogo, which would not be for an exorbitant amount of money, then let us know. And we will. So um, it's up to you. I think that's the smartest way to do it. You know? Yeah. Um, um, stage diving. is It's such... Such a gray area of a thing to talk about on such a case-to-case basis to me. And it's something where people are going to so strongly agree or disagree. And it's going to go back almost to the Tiger's Jaw thing where I'm going to say something. And someone's going to think I'm crazy or an asshole. But I, A, I don't want to focus this conversation on Joyce Manor. Because I don't think that it, it's what sparked it. But it's been happening forever. Reviver had problems with that. A lot of bands have. It's not like it's like a PC band thing. There's no. a lot of bands that, like Andrew Jackson Jihad, are cool, cool guys, and they don't, they don't like it either. I don't know Joyce Manor. We've played with them before. They seem nice. Yeah. I don't know much about them. Um, it's just I don't think there's like an answer to this question. Does that make sense? Like to me, when mixtapes plays like fests or shows, like we play the fest in Gainesville. We always invite people up on stage and make it like a big party. And I love that. Right. And people will run around and they jump off stage. And I think it's the coolest thing ever. Um, a lot of bands hate it when people get on stage. Right. And I don't think that that's wrong. So no. that's A, the problem. Here's the, I guess, the only problem that I struggle with is that, yes, if you're stage diving, there's a chance you're going to hit somebody and hurt them. And I, I hate that. Yeah. I don't want anybody to get hurt at a show I'm playing. So. Um, I mean, what do you think? What's I, I mean, what's, I I think that it's it has its time and place, or whatever. Agreed. But well, I also think that the person should exercise judgment based on the crowd. Like, if you're a a twenty five year old man who's going to stage dive onto a bunch of fourteen year olds, you should probably not. You're an do asshole. It. Yeah, that's straight up. There's like, no you just it. you shouldn't. And I think that was his main concern was that he had even said today he was like, my concern is for the younger fans who are in the front who are trying to watch a show, but they, they're already having a problem with it because there's people moshing and hitting them and knocking them over and, and stuff. And then somebody jumps down. And what if, you know, what if that person jumps and then like actually does catch them in the face and like really hurts them bad? You know, I remember I saw less than Jake at Bogarts when I was like 17, 16 or 17 and a crowd surfer 
kicked me in the face and broke my glasses and like yeah. gave me a bloody nose. And it sucked, but um I mean people are, are gonna disagree with me on this already. Yeah. But I just looked at it like it was kinda part of the show. I'm also a bigger guy. Right. And if that happened to like a fifteen year old tiny girl, she could have gotten a lot more fucked up by it. Right. And this I guess is where I struggle with the issue. And it's funny because I love how people just assume a, I've definitely realized that people on the internet that like or dislike mixtapes think they know what I'm like as a person. Oh, which, no. I mean, that does, they that's, don't at all. That's anywhere in life. As soon as right. somebody assumes something about you, they think and, they know And they don't about know you. me as a person at all. And if they did, they, I think that they'd honestly be really surprised right. about most of my viewpoints and the way that I act and the way I treat people. But um, I think it's a hard thing to talk about. Because I even saw on Twitter today when I was tweeting about it, people just being like, no, you shouldn't talk about this. Be careful. And I was like, what? Be careful. What do you mean? Like, we're just going to discuss, you know, this. And like I said, I I love when people jump on stage at our shows and stage dive. I don't like the idea that someone could get hurt. So the answer, you know what I mean? I don't know what the answer is. Um, I think the answer is, is simple, is that if the band... better the, judgment. Yeah, is is a a big part of it. I also think that if the band if a band has made their stance clear and doesn't want it at their shows, don't do it. You know what I mean? Like, right. and like, I I agree with you on that. Is if a certain band says we don't like it when people stage dive, then you shouldn't do it. Yeah, because if you do it, you're just kind of being a dick. Because yeah. I like the interaction of punk, and I think the accessibility is a big part of it. But at the end of the day. Those 30 minutes, that's that band's time on stage. Right. And you should honor their wishes. I remember um, when Anti-Flag was at their height. You know, Do you remember Justin, the singer, had some sort of condition yeah, in his lungs? Yeah, he didn't want smoke. And if people smoked yeah. around him, it could seriously fuck him up. Yeah. So he posted things at venues that even if it was a smoking <laughs> venue, that you couldn't smoke at Anti-Flag shows. Right. I always thought it was strange, because I'm sure you remember this too. I would see people like, fuck that, I'm not going, like, fuck that, well, it's like, why? Why, yeah. Like, is it, A, like, do you need the cigarette that bad that, like, for that yeah, hour show? Yeah, you can't wait for... Wait, and B, like, it's a health problem for him, like, the guy just doesn't want you to smoke. Why? He does, he's not an asshole for that. No. How crazy is that? Yeah, and, that's insane. And I think that's it's just... It's a reason, the thing is, is if it's a reasonable request, you should just go along with it. I understand, that, like, people in uh, the punk community go... Oh, that, that guy's being a fucking pussy. Like you know what I they, mean? They do, and, and it's like, no, he's not. He's looking out for the well-being of of himself and the people around him. Like it's the same thing as like during that whole uh, Tiger's Jaw thing. I would see people on the other side of it, which I didn't agree with, also, who were like, they should just suck it up. They're part of a punk rock community. Blah blah blah. Yeah, that. and it's like, no. You don't just suck up being sexually assaulted. You don't just suck no, up having somebody jump on top of you. You don't just suck up anything because as a band, you have a responsibility to your fans. Yeah, but you don't have to respect that they want to do that. You know what I mean? Like if it's something, if it, it's one thing if like somebody wants to take a picture with you, it's another thing if they're jumping on your other fans and causing a problem. That's just exactly right. You nailed it on the head. And that's, it's what I've realized is people from the absolute punk and, alternative press and all these bands and like Twitter Twitter kids and adults I've realized like I could tell by the way people were tweeting at me today that they thought I was going to get on here and just bash Joyce Manor and be like you should stage dive it's punk if you want to do it 
and that's when I realized that people think they have this idea of Ryan yeah. Rockwell for yeah. some reason right. of just like this fucking reckless asshole who I, I get to a degree why over the course of mixtapes I have that reputation a little bit is because I do say whatever I want and it's not a gimmick and I'm not trying to cause controversy. Right. I just, if something sucks, I'll say that it sucks. And if a band sucks, their attitude does, I won't play that game like a lot of bands will and pretend to like or be nice to somebody. Well, there's no reason to be diplomatic. I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to be diplomatic for no reason. But at the same time, if I make a joke that's out of color, I'm off color, <laughs> I can admit and say, oh, I shouldn't have said that. And I just didn't think those things needed to be defended to the point where it's like when the Tiger's Jaw thing happened, I didn't realize that I needed to explain that if you kiss someone without them wanting you to, that you're a piece of shit. Yeah. Because, duh. Yeah. How fucking I don't even know why it? that would need to be explained. It, it, Actually, <laughs> that goes perfectly into what he was talking about is this, uh, that social, social justice warrior slash white knight thing is, that's a big thing on the internet now. It's always been that way. What is but it? this is what it is. It's essentially... What you witnessed was like uh, when when people see like something happen to a, a woman or whatever, they're they're like, oh, I'm, look at me, I'm the fucking guy who's like coming to the rescue, and it's like right. there's five hundred of you fucking assholes. Right. Like you're not coming to the rescue because a, most likely you're jumping to conclusions without any information whatsoever. You're just like, oh, a woman's in trouble, or b, you think that you have like this self righteous uh, um, calling to be like the person who right. can fix all the problems. Like, did you watch the whole thing that happened with the, um, Zoe Quinn, the girl who did the depression quest game? I did steam and you saw all the stuff that happened and like, I did not actually. I'm so not like familiar. essentially what happened was this, it's this girl who was a game developer. Okay. And to be fair, depression quest wasn't a very good game, but it was no. supposed to be, it was free. It was free and it was supposed to be, it was supposed to help people, uh, understand depression better like it's essentially well, a tool yeah, that's awesome yeah that's great so this guy who was her ex-boyfriend went like out of his way to like basically destroy her on the internet oh, like he great. went onto like forums and like posted all this shit about how like she slept with like once they like they had broken up and then she slept with like a guy who was a games journalist and like another guy Whatever he said, all this shit about her. Whore. And like, she's a whore. So he was like, yeah, he was posting all these things about how she like slept with all these guys and the, these game journalists and these other people, and then he posted like he posted like nude pictures of her. He posted all this shit. That's what was funny so about it is like, man. but everybody went to his side. Everybody was like, yeah, she Whoa. is a fucking whore and all this stuff. Started like hacking into her bank account, like fucking up her shit. Like Phil Fish is he in prison? No, no, no. The guy who developed Fez, Phil Fish, yeah, yeah, who's quit the game industry like four times because of these fucking idiots, yeah, like came fair. to her defense. That people hacked into his like his personal web server, like basically destroyed his website, posted his like uh, his social security number and all his bank account numbers online and all this stuff because he said that she like he he was supporting her. So <sighs> wow. this is the thing: is that those guys are like. It's the same, and I hate the fact that I have to. I'm saying this because I feel like one of them will hear it, and then they're gonna fuck with me or something. You never Which know. I know, whatever. That's the that's the. Uh, you know what the, the price fuck that you pay? Like that. Yeah, I'd rather stand up against them. And well, say the, something. this is the thing: is that when you're a game developer, even if you're a small one, mo and even okay, take it to the punk rock side of things. If you're a band that goes on tour, even if you're a smaller band, 
most of the people you know are going to be involved in that business. You know what I mean? So if somebody breaks up with somebody and then sleeps with somebody else, yeah, it's probably going to be in the same fucking yard. You know what I mean? Oh, like, it's absolutely. not going to be any different. But then, like, all these people take it upon themselves yeah. to be like, the world- she's a fucking horrible bitch and blah, 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 without ever actually knowing what happened in the first place. And they just want to destroy somebody because they think it's the right thing to do at that time. Yeah, welcome to my life in the last year. Yeah. Is people deconstructing Ryan Rockwell as a person based purely. We make, we make a horrible album called that, Deconstructing Ryan Rockwell. Yes. Based purely off of a few internet comments and right. so on stage without knowing a single thing about my personality. It doesn't matter. Like, it doesn't matter what the context of things are or what the true what the truth behind anything is, is that if, if these, if certain people get like a fucking bug up their ass about something, that's the end of it. Like, that's the one thing they think that's the way it is. And they'll, they'll do anything. Like if you, if you read some of the shit that happened when this happened to her, you'd have been like, what? Like people are fucked up. I mean, it's the same thing as you, like with you, like, like when you're reading, like people like, why don't you go kill yourself or something like this? Like literally, like Like, why over what? You're a fat fuck who, uh, who should might as well be dead and this and that. And I was like, wow, like you don't know me. Yeah. Why would you ever wish death upon someone you don't know? I just, it's so crazy to me. And it, it makes me realize that I am better than that. And I don't need to succumb to these people, let them get me down because no. I'm just out there as a musician writing my opinions. And sometimes they're brash and sometimes they're controversial. Right. But they're mine. Yeah. And I get those. Right. And just at the same time, yes, you do get the right to respond to me. And you can respond to me however you want because that's your right. Yeah. You can give me death threats. You can tell me I should die. But I just have to question, like, how happy of a person could you possibly be? They're not. If you're spending your time on the internet telling people they're fat and they should kill themselves. Well, that's the thing is, like, like they act like. not even that fat. And they think, like, well, no. And they think, like, they're helping some sort of situation resolve itself, but they think that they're going out of their way to like prove that like whatever they believe is correct and that they're exercising their right to social justice and they're being like internet vigilantes and shit. No, you're ruining people's lives and they don't know who you are. Yeah. Like you would not go up to that person in real life and say any of this shit that you said. You no, said. they're cowards. You wouldn't do it. Like, and, and that's the thing is like, they don't research. They don't look at the actual, like both sides of things. They don't care to, because there's no reason for them to, and they don't want to, and that that's the reason why they're like. Why? I would take it a step farther and say they avoid both sides, because deep down inside they know they might find out that they're wrong. Yeah, no, you're absolutely. And right they about don't. That. They don't want that. Yeah, so no. they, they want nothing to do with that. No, so. because what they do is they force and force their way into someone's life and make their lives miserable, so that they give up and then they're just right by default, because. History only remembers the fact that like that person gave up and this person didn't right. like ruin. Exactly. And it's like, but that's bullshit because it's like, I would want any of those fucking people who are like anonymously saying that shit or any of those people who do that kind of thing and try and destroy someone's life to get in any position of prominence whatsoever and then be disagreed with on the same fucking level. Right. They would not fucking like that at all. They would. I mean, it's I don't know. It's just disgusting. And like people shouldn't do that. And if you're out there and you, you're a person who, like, looks at things and jumps on bandwagons because of the outrage and the pitchfork raising and shit, take a moment 
and then look at the other side of the thing mm-hmm. and try and figure out where the fuck the truth lies because your Every situation has different sides yeah. and it's never usually that easy. No. Sometimes it is. Yeah. But very rarely. I completely agree. But so um what was your original question the stage diving? Oh, yeah, no, but, I mean no. he he also had asked about that like No, I, no, yeah. yeah. I just I think people expect me to get on here and be like fuck Joyce Manor this and that. No, I like Joyce Manor. Um they seem like nice people. He didn't handle the situation the same way I would have. That's okay because we're different people. Yeah. And we can have different opinions. Um, My thing is that I actually I, I don't I actually kind of respect how he handled the situation. No, I agree with that. I just would have done it differently. No, no, absolutely. I don't think yeah. that what he did was wrong. No. I don't think it was stupid. I, um, I I just respect it because he saw something going on. So he stopped the fucking show and he that said something. He didn't something. like something yeah. that bothered him. So he stopped the show and said something. Like that's good for him. You know what I mean? Like that's exactly what I feel like people should do. I agree. There's better ways to handle it. I admit that. But sure. I still stand with him on the side of like, look, you're the one who's coming there to entertain these kids. You should be able to set the rules for what you think is safe behavior and what's not. Agreed. Like, I would love to have him on. I'm going to email him this week, actually. Yeah. I'd like to talk to him. I would like to also. I, Yeah, I just think there's a time and place for everything. Like, I don't think stage diving is necessarily bad, but it can be. I mean, if you're the fucking asshole dude that's at the hardcore show getting on stage and jumping feet first onto the crowd, then you're you're a fucking piece of shit. Yeah. And you shouldn't be doing that. I think you can do it safely, and I think it can be very fun. But that's just it. Is I don't think there's a, a conclusive answer to that question. It's just mm. more your opinion. Yeah. And I'm glad we talked about it, because a lot of people were tweeting me and asking me about it, and it was like, what do you think about this? And I just was like, I just think, you know, it's uh, not the biggest deal in the world, but... But that's also the it's, biggest problem is that, like, no matter what happens, one thing fucking happens, and it is the biggest deal in the world of these people, and it's like... For a week. Fucking do something about, like... Until, until next week. If you put that much fucking energy into something positive, like, everything will be <laughs> fine in the fucking world. But you don't. Instead, you hang up on the dumbest little fucking thing like it matters at all, or will ever matter. I saw people writing blogs the last few days that were three pages long. Of like, this is what's wrong with stage diving and punk rock in 2014. And I'm just like, gee, I'd like man, them give to, me a break, I, I, would, I just want to hold a mirror up to him and be like, maybe you're what's wrong. This might be wrong. what's wrong with punk rock in 2014. Is that, it's just music, man. Like, I know yeah. that sounds hippie-ish, but it is. Like, people shouldn't be getting hurt at shows. So no. that's one thing I can take a stand on. No one should go to a show and get hurt. Now, th- it will happen. It's happened to me. I've gotten teeth knocked out. I like moshing. I mean, I'm 31 now. It's not something I do actively. When, yeah. I, when I was younger, you know, you go to hardcore shows, people stage dive and mosh, and it's awesome. Like, it's a, it's a cool escape for kids. It's definitely a way where kids can get out there and do something productive and start a band or start, like, a zine and, you know, do anything, book shows, and it's awesome. Like, mm-hmm. it's a way for kids that, I mean, it's, it's a generic thing to say, but... It is how punk started. Is it's a way for outcast kids to get out there and start their own band. And you don't have to be talented. You can scream in a hardcore band. Yeah. You can write about bands you like in a zine. You can book shows. And it's awesome. And it's something that should never be taken away from people. And when people are moshing and getting pumped up, like people are going to get hurt sometimes. Yeah. You might be at the VFW hall and actually punch a hole through a wall and have to plaster it up. 
But that's just like part of growing up. Those are like memories that I love from when yeah. we were younger. You know what I mean? I'm yeah. sure you agree. No, I agree. Completely. Like we would run out of VFW Hall, have a punk hardcore show every other weekend, and it was so fucking amazing. Like it was just a time you can't replicate. I don't think no. so. I'm all for it. I think I think it's amazing, and I guess that's that's my final thought. I'm gonna leave it at that. I would like to have Joyce Manor on here. So if the singer of Joyce Manor hears this, which maybe he probably will because we're going to talk about him and I'll tweet, but I'd like to talk to you. Right. I'd like to talk to all these people. That just is what's funny is people act like I'm like this narrow-minded asshole. Like, I would love to have Tiger's jaw on here. No, I would too. I extended the invitation. They didn't respond. They're never going to, most likely. No. Because I don't... I don't feel like anyone has any business to talk to me about that situation except for them. Yeah. I would love and to the thing is, is that it. like nobody in that situation, I still feel this way. Nobody in that situation is wrong. No. You know what I mean? Like they're not wrong for being upset. Not they at should all. be upset if they want to be. I said, fuck Tiger's Jaw, kiss whatever you want. I didn't mean it. Yeah. I have no problem with Tiger's Jaw. We've played with them four to five times and they've always been extremely nice. Yeah. It was just a joke and it was a joke in poor form at the time. Not because I said, fuck Tiger's Jaw. I don't think that's a big deal. It was just a joke. Just the kissing part. But I still didn't apologize for that. I apologized for the whole situation. And that's why I did it on the podcast so I couldn't be misquoted like we talked about. Yeah. Because I've been misquoted enough to know right. <laughs> that if I did my explanation anywhere else but on our format, on our terms, like in our house here, then it would get misquoted. Because the story was already misquoted. Yeah. Because Absolutely. the entire most important part of it was left out. Anyways, so, I mean, it is what it is. Well, yeah, and that's... We've talked about this shit so many times, so we can move on. We have a lot of interesting stuff to talk about today, but let's do one or two more questions, um, and then we'll come back to more questions later, because today's episode is nine hours long. (laughs) Uh, Buckling, kiddies. um, What? What was that I was like, uh, if you mix a raptor and a cheetah. Well, uh, first of all, that that thing would not say "buckle in, kitties." <laughs> what would it say? It wouldn't say anything. It's an animal. Mm-hmm. Parrots talk. No, parrots mimic. They talk. They don't talk though. They mimic. Do they say words? Yeah, but they're mimicking something. They don't talk. Like wait, talking hold mimic. on, hold on. Are you telling about the movie Mimic? Oh hell that yeah, man! That movie was bad. <laughs> I love them bugs. And that's titties. Mm-hmm. Um, Joey, the drummer of my new band, which is called Backyards, officially just announced right Big here. Big deal. What? Big deal. Fucking sell out. Sell out. I'm making less successful music than I was before. I'm going real introverted, man. I'm just going weird. Can we talk about my least favorite thing? I was on all this with some friends the other day. Anytime a band says this to me is how I know that they just made the worst album of their career is if I talk to a band and there's two things they can say. Is if I say, oh, you got new records don't want to sound like, oh, it's, it's weird. What that means is you got slower and boring. Or or you like... And it's probably not <clears throat> weird. It's just slow and no. boring most likely. Or you like wrote yourself into a corner. And so yeah. you just started like making whatever, like, you know what I mean? like That's about it. But uh, no, so yeah, Joey and I were talking and he... I brought up Dante's Peak, which already makes me an asshole. Which, for anybody listening, which the age range of a lot of people listening probably no one knows, Dante's Peak is a 
movie starring Pierce Brosnan about a volcano that is a piece of shit. Yeah. And uh, the volcano is a piece of shit or the movie is? Both. Oh, okay. The movie is definitely a piece of shit. Um, there is a part there where Pierce Brosnan is driving like a jeep through lava. Yeah, like inexplicably, and a somehow. dog somehow jumps across the it, lava into it, the back of the. It jeep. does, and it's great. Um, but also one of the very final film, uh, film performances of Catherine Hepburn. What a way to go out! That's depressing. <laughs> She's rolling over in her uh, in her tombstone, but uh, in her grave, not her tomb. You don't get buried in a tombstone. Have you ever seen the movie Tombstone? Yeah. Case closed. Hello. Oh, hello, Ryan. How are you? Good. Sorry, we just took a bathroom break. We just came back and everything. We're all disheveled. Um, we're very professional, except that we're not professional at all. So you're just very. Yes. So, um, welcome to the podcast. Well, I, have, I, haven't, I haven't met Justin yet. You haven't. Uh, go ahead. Uh, in, do formalities, guys. Go ahead. Hi, Ryan. Well, I pour this drink. Hello, Justin. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you? Pretty good. I'm glad that somebody's on here besides Rockwell. <laughs> well, I think thanks. most people are. Thanks for that, Ryan. Do you prefer when someone says, I'm doing good, or someone says, I'm doing well? Uh, whatever's more comfortable for them. I don't really have a preference either way. I think I always get mad at people who make a... Um, make an effort to emphasize well, like they're like they're being better than me by saying that they're doing well. <laughs> like, I'm doing well. Like it's What like, about you? Yeah, it's like, sorry, <laughs> I said I was doing good. Fucking... I, I will say that if you're saying it like that, like, oh, I'm doing well, kind of sounds like you're lying. Oh, absolutely. I could see that. I could see that. Ryan, I have a question for you to start this off right. What is, your, what is your opinion on mint cookies and cream milkshake? I do not like mint anything. Ah. Well, you and Justin are going to go along fabulously because yeah, thank he think, you. He thinks I'm disgusting. Vindication. Um, Ryan, I, I guess we have a lot to talk about today, and the way we do it obviously is really interview style. I mean, I'm going to ask you some questions, but we just like to chat like buds. But I guess first, do we ever chat not like buds? No, and uh, that's what's cool. I would like to say about Ryan Russell is that. I think that Ryan Russell is a very important photographer of our generation. He's done a lot of really cool things, and I've been lucky enough to work with him. And the man has shot people from Zach Galifianakis to Waka Flocka to car commercials. And Ryan is like the dude that when he comes to town to do like work for mixtapes, he doesn't even get a hotel. Like He sleeps at my house, and we hang out and have slumber parties. And it's awesome. And how many photographers do that? Probably not many. Probably a lot of them, actually. Really? Okay, well, maybe. I don't know. I'm just saying, <laughs> will you let me have my moment well, I mean, of cherishing the fact that... Ones that aren't, you know, money jerks, so... Right, but literally, Ryan will come and just stay at my house, and we'll hang out and play video games most of the night, spend five minutes talking about the idea for the album cover, and then, you know, do whatever. But, uh, not really. But what I was going to say, I guess just for people who aren't completely familiar... At least just give yourself a brief introduction of uh, how you got into photography and just the cool stuff you've done, and then we'll go from there. So am I introing myself, or am I telling how I got into photography? Both. All right. Uh, so I grew up in Alabama, lived there all my life until last year when I moved out to Billingham, Washington. 
Where is that exactly? Uh, is that by Seattle? It's literally in the middle between Vancouver and Seattle. Okay. So it's you get the best of both worlds on that that end. Um, I started out doing the local bands in Birmingham, where I'm from, and you know my first photo pass, luckily in 2002, just happened to be for a Fugazi show. And wait, what show was it? Fugazi. That's awesome. Okay. Um, shot the scene in Birmingham, you know, the entire time I've lived there pretty much, um, around 10 years ago, started shooting some bands that were coming through and just kind of spiraled up to here I am now. Well, that, that's brief cause you are not a cocky person, but you're, you made that sound way less cool than all the stuff you've done. I well, I mean, I've done a lot of stuff, but it's you know, it's kind of like nobody cares about that. <laughs> I think they do actually. I think people. All right, have... so then, so then, let me listen. Then, just to suffice the list, how about I just name a bunch of people and say, "Hey, I've done photos of those." We'll get it out of the way, and then that way, if you have further questions about a certain band, you can ask it. Okay, because I do have some questions about bands. I don't know how much. You're a really nice southern gentleman, so I don't know how much dirt you'll give me, but I will try my best not, to try it out. Probably not much. I know you won't. Depends That's on, why I love you. Depends on who the band is. Um, so I've done most of my bulk of work for touring bands has been with Paramore against me uh, and to another degree, Taking Back Sunday and Death Cab. Okay. Um, you know... Like I said, you know, my first photo pass was Pugazi. It was definitely, like, a great stepping stone. Yeah, you know, absolutely. I mean, that's one of those things now that I, I appreciate the fact that that was my first non-local band to ever shoot a lot more now than I did at the time. Right. Um, you know, uh, I've definitely done a ton of bands that you and I are friends with. Yes. Into it, over it, Tiger's Job, Slingshot Dakota, Lemuria, um... So in addition to that kind of stuff, you know, I've also done people like Sierra, Waka Flocka, The Dream. Um, oh, The Dream, I forgot. That's so rad. You know, I've you're like one of five people that can appreciate that, I think, <laughs> that I know at least. And what's because funny, a lot of people don't know The Dream yet, you know? And what's funny about that is The Dream would go over almost anyone's head, but the man has, I'm sure, millions of dollars. Because he co-wrote, he right? He writes. He showed up to the photo shoot in Bentley. I was very impressed. Well, because his solo albums, I don't think, do great. But he writes huge hit songs for people. So I think his money comes from songwriting, I think. Do you know Justin? Yeah, totally. I, yeah, I've never even heard one of his own songs before. I've just heard stuff that he's produced. Yeah, his own songs, I don't think people are interested in. But he wrote... I think he wrote Umbrella for Rihanna. I mean, he wrote huge-ass songs. I mean, yeah. the dude's getting paid, for sure. Oh, yeah, he is. There's no doubt about that. I, I I don't like his music. I don't care. But the fact that... I mean, I don't like Waka Flocka, but the fact that you did his album cover is fucking awesome. Because what was that he's like? Really nice, he's actually a really nice guy. Like, that's one is of it? the shoots that, like, while that may not be the genre of music that I listen to a lot, right. like, I'm so glad that I got to do it because he was just a fun dude to be around. And yeah. not even like, you know, not even in like an insulting way, like where you right. know he's just doing stupid stuff, and that's why it's fun. Like he's a genuinely nice guy. Like what? What is he like? What's it like hanging out with Waka Flocka? 
he, you know, he likes. I mean, I don't know how much you actually got to hang out. I don't know how that world works. It's I, I was around him for an entire day, him, and you know, there's, a, there's a whole film crew, but it was basically like, the idea of the day was going to be like, hey, he's got to film this video for like 12 hours. He's not even going to be in it that much. So when he's not in it, shoot photos of him. Okay. And all of his friends are there. And so we went to, like, I think, I forget the name of the college. I want to say it's Morehouse in Atlanta, but it's a, it's a Western college in, you know, out on like the very outskirts of the city limits. Okay. And it's, it's some house, but, you know, he filmed some stuff for the first half of the day. Second half, he straight up rented out a strip club and had, <laughs> you know, probably 20 strippers, you know, doing their thing on stage while he threw fake money everywhere. Wait, so, was it for real fake money or is that for the music video? It was for real fake money because I know, because I remember them talking about if you want to Xerox a million dollars, it costs $200. <laughs> This is why yeah, I wanted to greatest, have you on, as I knew we would thing. get great stories, and people are going to love this episode. And, and the best part is, is like you would think that you know like when they were done filming that they would just leave it, you know, like, like who cares? It's whatever, Xerox money. But they had they like paid dues to pick it all up, and they're like, no, nah, we're going to use this for another video, like photo shoot tomorrow. So I was just like, this is the funniest <laughs> thing ever. Big snackers and Ryan Russell educating you on how much it costs to Xerox a million dollar bill. I feel like that's very economical of him, though. Sure, you yeah, it I mean? is. Like, um, it is, and it's. Funny they were be- definitely like hyping up the fact that normally, they're like, oh, normally we just use real money and keep it, and we were all just like, okay, cool. Like, none of us believed it, you know. So. Right, right. <laughs> it's funny because you've done so many amazing bands and actors and comedians. But really, I'm just more focused on Waka Flocka. But I guess there's not that much more to learn about Waka Flocka. Um, is he like? Is he an intelligent dude? Like, I mean, is he easy to talk to? Very easy to talk to. Very like, you don't want to think he's approachable, but for me, at least, he was. Um, you know, a lot of times, I guess I when I when I was shooting that shoot in particular, there was one thing that I learned, or I guess you know. Um, what's the word I'm looking for, determined at that shoot. When you shoot a rock band, they want to be doing anything else in the world besides being there shooting photos. Yeah, I, I can they, attest to that. Anything, I hate, anything, anything, yeah. I can attest to that. I hate photo shoots. And honestly, I'm not, you know me really well. And uh, I'm not just saying this because you're here. You're one of the only people I can enjoy doing photo shoots with. I hate photo shoots. They make me uncomfortable and awkward, and uh, I'm just not a fan. Yeah, and I, and I think it's just one of those things where, you know, I think it's natural to be a little awkward doing photos. Like, you know, I mean, cause unless, you, unless, you know, it, it's kind of weird to meet somebody who enjoys it and, and it's not awkward a little bit. I know, know people that enjoy it, and I think they're weird because I, I mean, it doesn't necessarily make you vain, but just the idea of being excited that someone's going to take your picture for a few hours is weird to me. I think excited and awkward are two different things, though. Like, I'm excited to do stuff, but I I may be awkward still when I'm doing it, so... Fair. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. So the the big thing, you know, when you're doing a rock band, they really want to be literally anywhere else. But when you're doing the hip-hop artist, 
they don't want to be anywhere else because <laughs> they have every single person they know right there with them. So there's nowhere else for them to go anyways. Right. They got their whole and crew they, or posse and they're just all hanging out. Yeah. And it's, and it's like for them, they're like, cool. Like you're here to make me look good. Like, like I can appreciate that. Right. What can I do to help you to help me to help you make the person look good? And so anytime I wanted to do anything, he'd be like, come on, do it. You know, like it was just really, like really just try whatever. Well, it was comfortable dealing with him doing photos. It was not comfortable being in the strip club while they were filming and all that stuff. <laughs> what was that like? Um, it was like having 20 just, you know, Atlanta strippers doing their things on a, a huge stage with like seven poles. And <laughs> there was definitely like some dude you know, swinging in a sex swing, even though he was fully clothed for whatever reason that was going on. <laughs> I love that. Know. I love that. Um, oh, that's a great story. That's a good way to start this off. I appreciate that. Um, but I, I feel like that that's, you know, like it's, to me, it's very interesting that like, you're not only the hip hop artist, you know, you would normally think they would not want to do it just because they think they would rather be somewhere else. And it's not true. Like they, they like, Hey, like I'm here, I'm ready for you to shoot, you know, let's do this. What can I do to help you? Right. And let's, you know, let's, let's make this really good. So that's, what's funny is that like, you would think that like a rock band, especially would be like extremely image conscious about like that kind of thing. Like they would want you to make them look really good. Cause that's like the whole idea of being in a rock band is like, you're supposed to be really cool and right. cooler exactly. than other people and all that kind of thing. But, like, really, it's hip-hop that's the most image-conscious about everything. And, like, it makes sense that if he's... Because all I've ever heard about him is that he he kind of knew that there was a small time frame on the amount of fame that he would gather. Like, at the point when he that's did... True. Like, he blew up and he was huge. And he's... I feel like he's more of a businessman than he is anything. And that makes sense that he would want really bad to look as good as possible... Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think... and I, you know, and it does. It did not come off. Uh, you know, it didn't come off fake. It, it came off as like, hey, like you're you um, you know, he had never heard of me, obviously, and I, you know, like it's one of those things where you, he's on Warner Brothers, and I've done a lot of Warner Brothers work, but he's you know, his viewpoint is, hey, like you obviously know what you're doing, or you wouldn't be here. Like, right. let's right. do the best job we can do. Right, um, and that's cool that he gave you that respect and just um, a mutual respect between the two of you. That's that's awesome. Well, you will forever get to say that you did Waka Flocka's album cover. It's still pretty funny. That's cool. <laughs> it, it's doesn't, it doesn't. It doesn't get not funny though. No, it, it's that. absolutely hilarious. And uh, yeah, say moving on from there. Um, it's been cool because for anybody listening that likes mixtapes, uh, Ryan is the person that did Even on the Worst Nights and Ordinary Silence, every picture that you see. Um, he would fly out and stay at my house, like I said, and we would just play a lot of video games, um, talk a lot about ideas and ambitions and dreams, and then we would just go shoot photos until we found what we wanted. And it was really fun, actually. Uh, I don't know about for you, but for me, those were like really fond memories. Yeah, I really enjoyed... I had never... 
into Ohio. So my only memories, the only period of Ohio that I have is, is hanging out with you there. Right. And, you know, you and I are both huge video game dorks. And so yeah, I will say and, right now, this is how the industry works. If you want some insider tips, kids, um, Ryan Russell and I would have meetings where we talked about ideas before he would fly out because obviously what we would do is we would we would talk on the phone or whatever and at least get a general idea down of Ryan would ask me you know like what what vibe do you want for the record so we at least had something to work off of before a record label was going to you know pay him to come out and everything and Ryan and I would have meetings um, over our headsets while playing Call of Duty. It's <laughs> very true. It's very true. Like, we would be playing Black Ops um, and having meetings talking about ideas, which I think is great, and we still got everything done. But uh, it, it's, it's a cool process because I, I don't, it's probably different for every band, which I wanted to ask you about. But for us, like, you know, what we would do is, like, um, for our album, even on the worst nights, um, the first song on it's called Seven Mile, and the last song on it is called Mount Hope. And Seven Mile is the town I was born in, and Mount Hope was where I live. And it's about a 30-mile stretch of uh, road from one to the other. And it's one of my favorite drives in the world. I don't know why. I think just nostalgia. And I love just driving down by the river and the dam there. And Justin knows. I actually have to pass Justin's house to get there. And it's just uh, it's a really pretty drive. And in the fall, it's beautiful. The trees are changing. You pass the big drive-in theater. Um, you're by the stream. And I listen to music. So the idea was that the pictures would start there and end at Mount Hope, just like the album. And it was kind of cool because, you know, Ryan would come and we would just drive up and down this road. And just if we saw something cool, we would just get out and start taking pictures of it. And it was, uh, it was really cool. It was a cool process that <laughs> I guess when you listen to music and you're not really making it, you don't ever think about <coughs> the work that gets put into that stuff. Would you agree with that, Ryan? Yeah, I, I definitely think people don't, um, you know, you hope that they do. But, sure. I, you know, a lot of times, and this is to the credit and discredit of photographers, um, when you take photos like that, like, you, you, you hope that the people that are looking at them understand that, like, these are the places that are being spoken about in the record. Right. And, like, we, and, were, we were very meticulous and about the, that. Um, most bands, I don't know if other bands do that, but I wanted the whole package, which I think you did beautifully, is when you look through, even on the worst nights in Ordinary Silence, you'll hear places and uh, you'll hear people and places in the songs, and you can see pictures of these things in the booklet. And I, I thought that was really cool. I was proud of the way we did that. Is Yeah, is if you make the connection, it's all there, and it's presented as a record. It's not just a song or a collection of songs. You know what I mean? It tells a story. And you captured that, I think, to a T of how I wanted you to do it. Well, thanks. Well, thank I, you. Uh, I definitely feel like that your love affair from wh where you came from is, you know, it's, to me it's apparent knowing you, but I feel like others also understand that your, you know, your location is very important to you in your songwriting, and so... It, it felt really, I don't want to say comfortable, because obviously it was comfortable. It, it, it felt very authentic to make the, you know, the artwork also about the places with the love affair you do have of 
you know, Ohio, where you're from. Right, absolutely. I do. I love Ohio. I, I, w- I wish you would know that none of those songs are about anywhere he's ever been. They're all about Ultima Online and Earthbound from the SNES. Listen, okay, just because I've hidden messages about uh, video games <laughs> in my songs. But no, I, I do love Ohio and I love where I'm from. And I, that's, I'm sure that's goofy to some people like that are in New York or California of like, oh, Ohio. But you know, like, this is where I come from. And we have a song called Where I Live. It's where I grew up, it's where my friends are. It's where I started this band, and um, we wanted to show that in the record because it's it's cool. Like this is where the songs came from. So if you like our band, I think it's important. And I'm all about packaging and artwork because to me, I think it's equally as important. Is if especially in 2014, if you're gonna buy a record, like you better make it worthwhile. You know what I mean? Because it's so easy for someone to download it that give me a full package. I don't just want a shitty like not thought about. Okay, don't wink at me when I say full package. Well, Justin. sorry, just get me a little turned on. But uh, no, it's it's true. And honestly, like not. You, you mean a meaning a meaningful package, not necessarily a full package. <laughs> yes, man, I like any package I can get. I, okay, so, <laughs> so but uh, no, I think like I I don't want to sound like I'm sucking up to you because you're my friend and I feel like a jackass. I but, feel like you're just talking about your own band the whole time. So <laughs> no. <laughs> He usually does. That's usually how these things end up. No, it's not. It's not. What I was going to say is we're going to get to your photography in a second. (laughs) Nice pictures. Now let me tell you about myself a little bit. No, this this segue is I was going to say is that we honestly like are such a small shit band compared to what you do. And the fact that you were willing to help us out and work with it was amazing to me because you're doing all these huge influential bands and like you're doing all these cool pictures and... Like, you truly came, stayed at my house, you know, for multiple nights, hung out with me, and, you know, we became really good friends. Like, you're you're a good friend at this point, you know what I mean? We text each other. Um, if you needed something, you know, I'd help you out. And it's cool because we're such small potatoes compared to what you normally do. So I think that's amazing. So it just well, it, it meant I, a lot to me. I don't – I wish that you – I the only thing I would say is I, I hope that you don't feel as if it's helping you out. What do you because mean? Because – well, because just, you know, regardless of the amount of records that sold or how recognizable a band is, like, you're still participating in the same practice of, of trying to convey a band's image on artwork, you know? Right. And and so it's kind of like, you know, I don't want you or anybody that I do photos of, regardless, you know, even, even a band that might be smaller than yours, um, I don't want them to feel like that it doesn't matter or I'm doing them a favor because their records matter too. No, I know that. And I I think that's what's cool about you is that when you decide to do a project, I know that you won't do a project unless it's something you really want to do. Like, I know that about you. You're not going to do something just because. So it's meaningful to me that you did want to do that and take the time to do it. And I think that's cool because... Yeah, I I guess I want you to be like... Hey man, we did a really good job. You didn't do us a favor. We made some memories. And well, no, you're right. We did it together, and it, it's cool. Yeah. And it's just and I, the, the like the thing that I feel like that a lot of people who work with bands don't realize is, you know, if you're a tour manager and or a tech or you know the merch guy, whoever, and you go on the road a lot, you have tons of memories that you gain with each other that way. Sure, you know, sure. obviously, obviously, but. You know, when you do art for a band, a lot of times 
you know, it's a one and done thing, or, you know, unless you work with the band multiple times. But, I, you know, I feel like, I feel very, I'm going to say connected, but it also feels very personal that your band and all these other bands have, you know, that I've gotten to do their artwork. Because, you know, like 10, let's say 10, 15 years from now, and like, regardless of, you know, whose band's still a band and all that kind of stuff. Right. Like, the one thing that will always stick out is your album layout. Right. Because regardless of any other kind of merch, memorabilia, whatever you have, like the albums are always going to be the most near and dear in your heart. And it's such a cool thing where, you know, these bands are creating music. You get to do the artwork. And so, you know, they're going to remember you forever. No matter what, you will be a part of their lives forever right. because they're never not going to forget their album artwork. You're right. You know? Yeah, you are right. And that's this, interesting. I'm just saying that's a cool thing. You yeah, know? I agree with that completely. I was going to say, um, I want to move on from our band and talk a few things I want to ask you about you, but I was going to say, I just, I agree with everything you just said. I just mean from like the little kid that wanted to be a rock star playing music when I grew up. It's just cool that I got to work and not just work with, but, you know, become actual friends with this person who's like, you know, oh, well, I got to do Against Me and then maybe Pat Oswalt and Paramore, but uh, we can fit, you know, mixtapes in there. You know, like, that's cool. Like, that's a really cool thing because those are huge bands, you know, doing a lot of stuff. And it's, um, but you took it just as seriously and it was important to you and you did a great job. So I, I think that's awesome. And I think people listening will just think that's cool because like not a lot of people get to do that you know yeah totally and i i'm glad that you feel that way um you know and i i think it's cool as well i i don't you know i will say like just like anybody you know there's definitely been you know projects that where the situation wasn't as successful you know right and, uh, and, and, and and so, you know, and so whether it's successful and not successful, I guess it's more meaningful to me that, you know, that the person who is, you know, entrusting me with their, with their album image, you know, like you want to do the best job no matter what, because there is that huge weight of like your impact, your impact in this person's life forever, you know, even you know, even if it is, you know, in just a little little half-second thought that somebody thinks of you 20 years from now when they look back at one of the records, they're, like, showing their kids what they made, you know, when they were yeah. younger. But that stuff's really cool. It's really important. And uh, and I, you know, I, I'm i grateful that you guys have, have asked me to do it more than once. I, I think, I don't think I want to work with anybody else. Uh, my new band, like I already told you, I... I want to do it with you. Something completely different, obviously, but, um, Oh, I'm not working with you ever again. <laughs> you don't, you don't Thank mean, you. you don't mean that. Oh, I've been trying to get rid I of them forever. No, but, uh, I, I will say that I listened to a previous podcast and, and after hearing about tomato soup and grilled cheese, like, like I could care less if that stuff ever existed again. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm going to literally stop talking about me now. I want to get into you. I was going to say, um, I just more wanted to say thanks, and also I think to people listening that, I mean, most of the people listening to our podcast are big music fans, regardless of the genre. 
I just think that conversation was cool because it was an interesting conversation about things people don't think about often. But now that we talked about it, I feel like it'll make people think about that stuff. And I think that's cool. Cool. So, and and I, I, I will say just, you know, since you did say that you have a lot of people who are music fans, but also people that are in bands that probably listen to the podcast. There are a lot, yes. Um, you know, you're... A guy named Chris Norris, who goes under the moniker Steak Mountain, who does all of Against Me's artwork, plus other people, um, he was doing another podcast. And he he phrased this the way that I've... It's really simple now that I've heard it, but it's the best way to describe what you should be achieving if you're a band, and it's your artistic legacy. Right. Like, when you look at these records, when you look at the stuff that you do it should all kind of fit together and you should be able to look back and be like, cool, all of this kind of stuff was this period and it all kind of fits together. Right. And I feel I like whether you're getting me to do artwork or, or whoever you're working with, you know, you, you should definitely keep in mind that, you know, it's cool right now, but like this is going to be stuff that's going to be a part of your lives forever. And, you know, you might want to rush through it and, and, you know, just get it done because it's, you know, turnaround times, whatever. But, you know, take your time with it. Try to make your artwork personal. And it's really cool if you hire somebody that, you know, you know, maybe there's a photographer or an illustrator or a painter or something that usually like their work. And you're, you know, maybe you don't really have time to sink into doing a personal project where they're creating it for you. You're just buying something that's already created. Nothing wrong with that. Um but if you can take the time to make your artwork personal and, and be invested in it, you know, in the long run, you're going to appreciate it a lot more and be a lot more proud of what you did. I definitely agree. I mean, to put the extra work in is always going to be more rewarding in the end. Do you, uh, do you, this is, I just had a question. Do you change, like, do you have a specific, like, photography style or do you change it based on who you're working with? That's an interesting question. If you ask, if you are asking me, yeah, but if anybody was to ask me, I would say that I have a style, and I and I would say that it's, it's you know, it's it's its own little you know section of of whatever I do, and I feel like anything that I've ever done fits in that little section. Right. And you know, other people may say that well, this stuff looks nothing like the other stuff, but I kind of I get kind of how it's all connected for me at least. Um, I will say that, you know, for someone like me, like I like a lot more dirtier, you know, kind of more real looking photos. You throw me in a studio with a bunch of lights and you want that slick polished look. I'm going to have no idea what I'm doing. I've been doing it for 14, you know, been doing this for 14 years. You know, I know how to use all the stuff, but it's kind of like you get in there and you're like, why would somebody want this? This looks terrible, mm. you know? And it's not its not always the case. There are definitely situations where that style is really good, but, you know, so for me at least, I feel like it's its like a one little area, regardless if it's landscapes or bands or whoever, but I've been told that there's a couple of different styles that I do, so. Well, I just wondered because you had said, about artistic legacy and like how things should fit together. And I just wondered if for you, like the way that you do things, does it all fit together for you? Like as far as when you look back, like on your portfolio or whatever you want to say over the years, 
does it kind of all in your mind fit together or do you feel like you're making bits and pieces for other people but you have an underlying thing that you want to achieve at some point to secure what legacy you want to leave behind? I definitely feel like it does fit together. There's, there's always going to be, you know, we'll call them offshoots of things that you might have done a little differently, you know? Yeah. Um, but I, I feel like that I try to, like, I'm, you know, I'm always down for doing projects that, then obviously I feel like I could do a good job, you know, but I'm also, you know, a person that's like, you, you shouldn't just take every photo job that comes your way because right. you may not be the right guy for that job and you may not be able to give a band what they really should be getting. And you've got to be able to know, you know, with, with <coughs> not, not perfection, but a high level of certainty that the project you're working on, you're the right guy for the job or, you know, guy or girl. Um, and, and I feel like that a lot of projects that I take on have been with like-minded people who enjoy a more realistic, you know, at least in execution of style of the photos, you know, it may be photos of a place in Ohio, or it may be, you know, with some of the Maylene stuff doing these crazy, you know, in-depth death scenes, you know, like they're completely mm. different kinds of shots, but, you know, in the execution, they're very similar. Now, is there always Xerox stripper money involved? Or... <laughs> I feel like that should be your hallmark. You should always should Xerox a Every... million dollars. Every photo you do needs a Xerox $1 million bill and hidden. And it'll be like, where's well, it's Waldo? Not a, it's not a Xerox $1 million bill. It's $1 million <laughs> Xerox, so it's like tons of cash. <laughs> yeah, you should. That's what you should do. Every picture Every you take one. somehow should just incorporate that motif. Well, if you let's put it this way: if you have a project and that's what your artistic legacy is going to be, I will do that for you. Okay, uh, I like that. I want you for to me, know that every project that I ever we, done we is need, always involved with. We that. need some big snackers uh, promo pics, like professional ones. Yeah, that's not going to happen. <laughs> oh, wow. Thanks, man. Why not? Well, listen, how about this? If you if you can make something happen for me that's really nerdy, I'll make something happen. I'll do that for you. How about that? Oh, something's going to get weird right oh, now. Oh, no, no. Let's make a it's game. Not. It's going to be It's going to be really easy. No, let's, let's make a game. You tell me what you want and like what would make you happy, and I'll try to make it happen. I, you know, and I only say this because we have a mutual friend that you know very well. Okay. Um, you know, his first name is Dan. We're just going to leave it Dan. Dan lives in Philadelphia. Okay. You know what I'm talking <laughs> what about? An, what an easy puzzle I'm, to figure out. I know Dan. He's, he's uh, been on the podcast <laughs> multiple times. Yeah. I talked to him about he two hours ago. Huge, huge Philadelphia Eagles fan. Yes, he is. Um, he is friends with a really talented wrestler. Named, you know, under his moniker, Seth Rollins. If you can get me, let's say, not a photo shoot with Seth Rollins, if you can get me to meet Seth Rollins, that's that's what I need to do big snacker press photos. Deal. But if do, he won't do if it, he won't do it for me. I've asked. I've asked him, and he was just like, "Sorry, dog, I'm not gonna ask." I bet and I can so, make this happen. I bet I can. I actually feel very confident. 
And if we're gonna do big snackers uh, promo photos, I don't, I don't, I don't think he really, I don't think you know, in quotation marks, Dan likes me very much. But what likes you very much? Yeah, I don't think he does. He's. A ra- I think he's a he racist. just likes the fact, as well as you two, that I do walk a flaca, and I think that's the only reason I do his man photos. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. Well, I think I can make this happen, and. If I do, for big snackers, you're gonna cut this whole part out, right? You're not gonna really put this in the podcast. Oh, we don't. We cut. don't. We don't we, actually edit anything, so we sorry. don't. We don't cut anything uh, out, Ryan. This is all right. This is real. This is real life, man. All right. All right. Well, fair enough. Now it's out there on the internet. I that mean, you if you if you really wanted us to cut out, we will, but I don't think it's necessary. It'll be funny. I just think it's boring for your audience to. to uh, no, people love this kind of shit. <laughs> To hear, nobody loves this kind of stuff. They do. They really. Nobody wants to hear about some wrestler that I think is really cool, and that I would love to meet. What if he listens to the podcast? Yeah, and yeah. no, after afterwards we just make fun of each other, and then it goes back to being right. normal. So how about this? How about this? We'll, we'll make it an easy goal. You have to get him to. He does not listen to this podcast. Never mind. Go ahead. Okay. Well, <laughs> if we're gonna, if we're gonna do big snackers promo photos, though, we're going all out. I want me and Justin. And gold suits and a gold bathtub, just sitting there, just with plungers shoving up each other. Like I want to. You set... pay for it, man. You do whatever you want. All right. Oh yeah, you're gonna you are gonna be sore the next day, Justin. I'll tell you that much right I'm now. I'm usually sore most days, so. It's okay. <laughs> um, okay, so getting back into uh, because time flies. You've you've been a great person to talk to. Let's keep going. Um, yeah, you, you should just cut that whole part out because you're. This is gonna end up being too long and nobody's yelling. If some of it was kind of boring, we can cut it out. We'll, we'll check it out. But I was going to say, um, so let's move on. You, you've shot a lot of cool bands, so it's hard when we only have like 45 minutes to an hour to talk to you because we have other important things to talk about, like video games. But you play video games, so we can also incorporate all of that into here. Who has been the craziest band you've ever shot? Kind of crazy. What kind of crazy? Yeah, there's different levels of crazy. There are, I agree. Um, I All right, here, like... here, here, we'll, we'll break it down this way. Um, like, ridiculous, like, uh, like out of control crazy, and then also, like, crazy as in, like, maybe has a mental problem. Out of, con- out of control, the walk of flop, I think, was pretty out of control. I would imagine. I was going to say, um... There was definitely like there was, there was definitely over fifty extras because it's a <laughs> wow. video shoot. So they're they're doing a video shoot. Right. You've got strippers and fifty extras and Waka and his crew, and plus two other people. Wow. So, you know what? You know, actually, like, did they actually so, like do anything? Like, it seems like on a video shoot like that, especially that long of one, they wouldn't be that out of control or like crazy. Or There's like, a lot of drinking that goes on. That's what I fi- Yeah, I figured, but still yeah. I feel like that's not even going to get that fucking crazy unless it's like a nighttime shoot. Right? It was, it was like, it stopped at like midnight. Oh, well, it okay. didn't really stop at midnight. I left at midnight because I got all the photos and I was like, cool, I'm out of here. So. <laughs> right. Well, I definitely, uh, I definitely hit some crucial after midnight crystals. On the way home. Do you guys have crystals up there? Or do you have White Castle? We don't. We, we have, have White, White Castle, Castle, but I am familiar with Crystal, and it is delicious. I don't care what anybody says. When you when you shoot Waka Flocka, and you're like, Some, something's got to happen after this, 
you go to Christmas. That's, that's what happens. <laughs> Fuck yeah, you do. Oh, well, here's an interesting question. Um, I guess on kind of a more serious note, is you shot against me, um, and you know Laura. I so, do. Um, were you shooting against me or working with Laura Jane Grace in the at any point in the midst of the entire sex change like media circus that, that surrounded it? Um. I think yes. I, I let's put it this way. I've been shooting against me photos since oh seven, in all in, in all variations of lineups and everything. I have always shot photos of against me. So. Okay. Um. And I, I, you know, I do know that you know, and it, it was something that you know she is somebody that I care for very much and very much respect that I've gotten to be a part of her life and, and, and the band as a whole's life. Um, I know that, you know, after the Rolling Stone article was released, yeah, um, I didn't do the photo for that. And which, you know, like it's one of those things where I don't, I don't live where she lives. And so I would have probably, it wouldn't have been worth me. It's not something that would have been right for me to shoot anyway, because it was for Rolling Stone. It was a, a, a far more serious thing than I feel like that I would have been able to capture appropriately. That makes sense. Um, but a month later, you know, or I, I, it may have been like two months, you know, I did, a, you know, a full press shoot. You know, we wanted to do photos of her, and just to have images that, you know, when, you know, different publications and all this would ask, you know, we needed to have a big reserve to choose from because, you know, I already had a huge Against Me archive. And so when that article came out, she was getting massive calls from, you know, different media outlets and they all needed photos. So we needed to do a shoot. And I, you know, I definitely feel like, the fact that she was comfortable enough with me to, you know, to do, you know, one of the first photo shoots of her after, you know, I, I, I take that very seriously and I, I'm, I'm very honored by it. And I, you Absolutely. know, it's really cool. It was really cool. to do. So. And I was going to say, I don't want you to have to like, well, obviously if you don't want to, you don't have to anyways. I don't want you to like, put anybody's business out there by any means, but I definitely, I will definitely not put any against any business out there. So, right. So I was going to say, but you um, can ask your question if you want to. Well, I was just going to say, what, what was the mood like during that time and doing the photo stuff? Was it, was it positive or was it weird? I mean, just, I mean, I don't think that's Me, too personal well, unless it is. I mean, I don't know. It, it was, you know, it, it was, it's one of those things that I would like to say that it was a business as usual. Like it was just, Hey, you know, this is who I am. And then, all right, cool. You know, like right. it's a huge drastic thing, but it was something where, you know, being around the band, I, you know, I've been around them a lot. I've, I've definitely toured more with against me than anybody else. And so, you know, the same day that we did her photos, you know, we also did full band photos later on and it didn't feel different you know right that's awesome it felt, it I was felt just, like we were just we're just doing our thing you know so i always wondered that because i don't think the situation is a big deal in the way 
where it shouldn't be an issue. You know what I mean? I'm sure Justin agrees. Like, whatever. Like, uh, you know, Tom Gable wanted to be a girl and became Laura, and that's awesome. And I'm glad that she did what she wanted to do to make herself happy. I just didn't know. It's one of those things where people are definitely ignorant, you know what I mean? And no matter what, you knew there was going to be some sort of backlash. And it's just cool to know that the vibe stayed the same and they didn't let it affect them. And that's kind of what I was wondering because it was just something that I was wondering. And I think that's cool, though. That's that's a good answer. Yeah, and it was, you know, it was, you know, um, I, you know, it, for, for me, at least, I can only speak for myself, obviously. Like, it was one of those things where it was like, you know, you you basically, I guess, in you know, from my viewpoint, the whole intention of the Rolling Stone article was, here's everything that you would want to know. Right. And then you you read it, and you're like, cool. That's all, you know, but I, you know, this is how it is. Cool, I've got all my answers. I can read the article. Um, cool. You know, when's the next show? Right, and that's all it should so, be. I, I'm glad. I think... I will say, overall, as a society, I was impressed with the way everyone handled that. I don't know if you agree, Justin, but... I I as, agree. When it came out as Justin a story, I thought, <laughs> I thought there would be much more of a backlash, and it just didn't... I'm sure there was, but you didn't really see that much. People just seemed to kind of handle it kind of like, okay, cool, there's that, let's move on, let's make a new record. And... It's uh, It was just more interesting to me because I'm not a huge Against Me fan by any means, but I just think the story's cool, and I think it's interesting to see somebody doing what they want and just doing it and going for it and then having the people around them, you know, support them and then get back in the studio and just keep working. Yeah, and, and, and I, you know, I, I definitely remember, you know, with, with any kind of announcement, no matter what, um, you waiting for the backlash if it's oh, something yeah. that could be controversial, and it just it didn't. For you know, for the most part, from an outsider, it, I didn't see it. You know, and I was like, I, this I didn't is either. really cool that like all these things that you expect complete jabronis to say, they were not right. saying them, and it's like cool. Why can't everybody handle this situation like this all the time? Exactly, and that's what I mean. Is uh, it's a situation where anytime you're about to do a big news story, you're waiting for the backlash. And this one, I think, more so than ever, not because it was actually a bigger deal than anything else, but because it was such a rare thing. It never really happened before. You know what I mean? At something of that level. Yeah, so it's totally. just something new. So, And uh, I think people handled it well. well so. I, I actually wondered, after, like, after everything was said and done, did you notice, like, a large change in, like... Uh, like did she feel did she feel like she was finally herself? You know what I mean? Like like cuz I know how unhappy like she was when she was Tom cuz a couple of people I know like they went on tour with them and everything and like uh and I just feel like maybe I don't know I just want, yeah, I always I would, wondered like how did that turn out? I like, would imagine it would be hard living in skin feeling like you're not you. Yeah. I can't imagine what that would so be So it's like. like once she was able to be herself, did you notice a change? Like, uh, like... I mean, well, I, I see what you're getting at. Yeah. I, I would, I mean, like, I definitely feel, you know, and I, like I said, like, I, I can only speak as, like, you know, even though I know them very well, I still feel like I'm speaking as an outsider because I'm not in the band and I'm not, 
I don't live in Florida. Yeah, that's you know, what, that's why I didn't oh, want yeah. to. That's why I didn't want to make you yeah. uncomfortable with questions. Well, no, that's I, I, I was just no, asking, no, 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 yeah. no, it's not uncomfortable. I guess I just kind of preference it with that yeah. because. Well, I was just asking. Yeah, so I don't want I don't want somebody thinking that like me and Laura hang out every Tuesday and like right. that. Right? No, no, close. yeah. I mean, we're pretty. We're we're really close, but I do feel like she was happier. And like, you know, I, you know, I didn't say anything, but if you had said it again, I was going to. Like, I, I feel like that. You know, with with at least my opinion of her situation is, she didn't decide to become a woman. I feel like that she was always a woman, right. you, you know, inside. And so, and when she made a decision, she made a decision to, to, to show that externally. Right. And, and I, you know, I definitely, I feel like that it's, you know, it sparked, you know, at least from my perspective, it sparked something creatively, you know, musically where, where she can talk about certain things and, and she can write, you know, I, you know, who knows how much it was being done before, but like, you know, it's what everybody knows now. And it's cool. I can write these lyrics exactly how I want to write them. I don't have to worry about anybody finding out, you know, well, I refuse to say that she's always done that, but, but it just feels like she's just a lot more comfortable. Yeah. That's what I was wondering. Like I, I, I meant from your perspective. I didn't mean like that you were like, you know, insider like, yeah, yeah, all the yeah. time. I, just I, I feel that. like I feel like you, me, and you know, but I feel like I I gotta word it for the podcast. Right? Yeah, that's understandable. The other people may not know how well you know what yeah. I'm saying. So, but I think that's amazing. I mean, anytime that anybody gets to be the person that they have basically like ache their entire life to be is like the greatest thing in the world. I think. Absolutely. Sure, and I, I you know I can't even imagine like. You know, and I, I have, you know, plenty of gay and lesbian friends, and I, I you know, you want to act like you can relate and be like, oh, you know, I would be so relieved, but it's like you really don't know. No, absolutely you know, At not. least I, I don't, and so it's kind of like, you know, anybody who can can say this is who I am, like, that's fucking great. Oh, yeah. You know? Yeah. But it doesn't matter what it is, you know, unless you're just an... You know, unless you're a character, but, um. <laughs> yeah, unless you like come out as like just an awful racist. I can finally say all the racial slurs I've. Always I can finally been say that I hate blacks. It's fine. It's fair. Yeah. Um, okay, well that's cool. Well, man, we gotta fit a lot into a short amount of time with you here left with this. I was gonna say, um, a, what are you working on right now? What are you doing? Right now, I'm just working on album art stuff. Like I. You know, living out here, it, it definitely, you know, obviously it looks a lot different than Alabama. And well, I was, was going to say, as someone who does a lot of beautiful scenic stuff, which we uh, will put your website on the blog um, for this week when it goes up tonight, obviously, um, because there's a lot of amazingly gorgeous photos there and you can buy a lot of prints that Ryan does. But I would imagine just going from Alabama to Washington has to be such an awesome change of scenery to be able to shoot things. It's a huge change. You know, they're definitely, for somebody who lives in Alabama, like, just like Ohio for you, like, I know where the beauty in Alabama is, and there is a lot of it. Yeah, but, same with Ohio. There's beautiful you know, parts of Ohio, but if I moved um, yeah, from here to, like, There's a lot Denver, of crappy parts of Ohio, too, so. Yeah. But it'd be like going um, from Ohio to Denver, you know what I mean, where it'd be a different world. It is. It's, it's a completely different world, and... You know, it's it's presented itself like, 
it, it's almost like the crazy thing of living here, and you, and I, I don't know if other people would know this, but like, it's almost like you have every, like, any kind of location that you want for a photo shoot that exists here. Well, yeah, because you have and, the woods, waterfalls. I mean, flatland. I mean, Washington's yeah, beautiful. And like, I love driving to Washington. It's huge. Yeah, it's enormous. And you can get down to Portland if you need to. I mean, you can get to California. It's not super close, but it's doable. It's not from Alabama. Yeah, totally. And and the the crazy part is is like you know the the North Cascades kind of block off everything, so that there's you know there's Western Washington. That's where Bellingham and, and Seattle and you know when you get a little bit lower to Oregon, it's kind of blocked off too, just a little bit. Um, you know, it's very unique, and it, that's where the rainy part is. You know, and it doesn't it doesn't get incredibly cold it's kind of like mild you know not really really hot or really cold right but you can you as soon as you you know cross through the mountain pass from north cascades it can it's you know it gets really flat you know there's even parts that that you could say are arid um very alabama-like weather with hot and humidity just because the mountains block so much of the cold air and the moisture coming in right um so it's kind of like you have it all. Um, you know, I live every day when I wake up. I you know I go outside. And I can see Mount Baker, which is a you know a huge that's awesome glacier topped volcano. And like you know that's beautiful. You can you know it's yeah it's awesome to be able to wake up and see that kind of stuff. You know, I grew up on you know Goonies and Free Willy, like a lot of people are our age, and it's like all that stuff was filmed up this way, and so right. it's kind of like. The places that were always, you know, the most mysterious in movies, like you're getting to go visit all this stuff, and it's really awesome. Right, and, and like I said, um, we'll put the link to your website on the blog tonight because um, you really, if you're listening, should go check it out because Ryan takes incredible photos, and there's some breathtaking ones, and um, the nature stuff is beautiful. I know you saw some of those, but also there's a good chance that He's probably shot your favorite band and has an amazingly close photo of that as well. So you should look at that. And if you don't look at it, you're an asshole. <laughs> I apologize for the crappy website too. I, I've had the website that I have now. I've had it for a really long yeah, time. Yeah, you've been trying I'm, to I'm update that website. The, the I think since one. we met. What's that? <laughs> so I think you've been trying to get your new website up since we met, which I, had to have been through. I, yeah, I know. <laughs> it's, it's one of those things where it's really. Like, I, I know how I want to do it because, you know, I've shot so many bands that at this point an archive is necessary, like an alphabetized archive of all the bands. Right. But it's really it's really hard to, you know, it's really hard to alphabetize locations because right. it's like, you know, if I shot, let's say, you know, the underpass, you know, I forget what bridge it is, that we shot, you know, for the album artwork. Yeah, yeah. It's really hard to put that in a location and yeah, have anybody and go to it unless they want to see Cincinnati photos, you know, right. like. Well, luckily for I, you, Big Snackers is brought well, to you by Squarespace, where you can easily make yourself <laughs> a website for $10 a month. Um, also, funny. can't you just, uh, there, you can geotag photos now. You can, but it's like how, you know, how do you list random stuff that you see 
I mean, you can always list where you took the photo. That part's easy. I don't know, man. I was just but trying to help you out. Don't start lecturing me about that. Well, yeah. well no, this is, this is a Why good Why are you getting all hostile, Ryan Russell? Listen, <laughs> don't make me come and, and defile all your chili up there. Um, Please do. It, it's kind of like the big mystery. Maybe a big snacker fan will have the solution, and they'll they'll reply it to you, and they'll say, hey, tell Ryan this. Well, we'll yeah, no, we'll put, we'll put your phone number right on there, right next to the website. <laughs> you don't have to worry about it. Yeah, don't do that. Um, <laughs> but it's kind of like, you know, when you take a photo of a random spot, it may be this, the coolest thing you've ever shot, but if nobody thinks, oh, I'm going to go to, I want to look at photos from that place that they've never heard of. Right. Like, nobody's going to see it. And it's kind of like, it's like a weird battle of trying to figure out, do you list it by location for stuff that's not banned, or do you just make these big galleries you know, and so that's that's I, been the big I would imagine big headache with the sign film. I would imagine just making big galleries because if you're not listing it by location, then like no, I mean, yeah, you're right. No one's gonna look up a specific exact spot like that or whatever. But you could geotag the photos in the gallery so they would know where you took it at once they're looking at it, and they could maybe go there one day after they looked at your cool picture of it. They rip off my photo and no. <laughs> They're just gonna do a shitty <laughs> Instagram right, guys, one with a sepia. I'm just, I'm just kidding. <laughs> you guys, no, it's, you it's guys. one of those things where, like, I, you know, it, it'll, it's gonna get done. The only, the really, really hard part now is like, you know, I, you know, it's just like the side I have when you have a resolution of photos. Like, it was completely different eight years ago. Yeah. Like, you couldn't make photos as big as you can now just because of bandwidth oh, and. Yeah and the resolution of screens. So I have to go through and resize and, and pull through my, you know, my hard drive, every single photo, you know, all like over a thousand images that are on the site and then redo them so that they're sized appropriately for monitors now. Again, so. uh, not if you use Squarespace. Squarespace.com can help you, guys, you build the perfect website. You guys website. have lost me with this boring <laughs> shit. Let's talk. Right, listen, we got... We gotta, Please feel free to you gotta cut through some of this stuff because this is not some of this is not <laughs> yeah. But I was gonna say um, we have to wrap up our conversation with you in a second because Justin and I have a lot more to talk about. But I would like to have you back. You're more than welcome because you have been amazing. But I was gonna ask you what uh what video games are you looking forward to? I'm really looking forward to Forza Horizon Two that comes out tomorrow. Um, I I like the Forza series, the proper ones. Right. But the, the 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 first Horizon is my favorite of the entire series, and so I'm really stoked to have a new one on Xbox One. So I don't know much about the game, but I did watch a trailer today, and the graphics are mind blowing. Yeah, like it, insane. It's like I was I've never played Burnout, but I was told that it's like Burnout, where you have like a huge open world. Dude, and- Burnout Paradise is my favorite racing game of all time. I think Justin agrees. Yep. Uh, if it's like yeah, Burnout, it's, it's, huge, it's fact, open world and you get all these roads and then you drive around and there might be a, there's like a race at that spot and then you can do the race if you want. Or you can just keep going that around. Like it's, it's really cool. Actually, if it is like that, text me tomorrow and I'll get it and play with you. Well, I've played the first one and it, that's what it's like. I never, I've never played Burnout, so I can't tell you exactly. Listen, but you, you should, get it tomorrow, and if it's will, good, you text me, and I'll get it, and I'll play with you. <laughs> All right, fair enough. <laughs> it got, it, it's gotten really good reviews so far, so you're probably 
I, safe. This fall, there's so many games. Finally, thank God, because PS4 and Xbox One came out forever ago. I bought them both, and they're fucking bricks with no games. But finally, they're starting to get some good games. So I'm excited about that. Yeah, I'm, I'm really excited for Shadows of Mordor, only because like Same. people screw up Lord of the Rings games, and yeah. apparently this one is actually really good. Yeah, it got like a couple of... like. 10 like perfect 10 scores and, and stuff it looks which cool. is very strange uh, i cannot wait for the evil within i think it looks incredible it does look good because i don't even know what that is it's made by the guy who made resident evil one and two and it's that guy taking kind of those type of ideas with modern graphics and gameplay mechanics and it looks incredible and hello some uh, no he's yeah. still there okay um Far Cry 4 is going to blow my mind. I can ride elephants with rocket launchers. So that's all <laughs> I need for that. Um, I loved Grand Theft Auto 5 so much that I will buy the new one just because the graphics. I don't understand. When you watch the comparisons of like the PS3 one versus the PS4 one, it makes the PS3 one look bad. And the PS3 one was like one of the prettiest games I've ever seen. So I'm a sucker, and Rockstar's going to rip me off, but I'm going to buy it, and I'm going to play it again and love it. I, um, Sunset Overdrive, I feel like it's going to be wait. really good. I can't wait. That's um, incredible. I definitely feel like that it's, from looking at the videos, like the way the characters move, it, it reminds me of Infamous, and I, like, I love Infamous. And, uh, I like Infamous and I, I think it's underrated. I got rid of my PS3. I don't have a PS4, so I haven't played the new Infamous, which is really stupid. The new Infamous. Yeah, I guess I should have it, but the new Infamous on PS4 was good. It was a, uh, it was really fun. I think it just wasn't, it didn't get hyped because it's just not one of those top tier Saints Row Grand Theft Auto games. It's not that good, but it was a really good solid game. I I played through the whole thing and I liked it a lot. It could have been better, but it was um, also one of the first games out for, you know, the new gen, and it was really fun. It was really pretty to look at. It had a cool story. I enjoyed it. Do you guys do the Smash Brothers at all? Are you stoked oh, about that? Oh, yeah. It looks so awesome. It looks so good. I Here's my problem. I don't... Justin and I have actually talked about this before on Big Snackers multiple times. I wish Nintendo would suck it the fuck up, stop making systems, and just start making games for like PlayStation 4 and Xbox One and Steam. And I want Mario and Zelda and Super Smash Brothers with PS4 graphics cuz A they would make billions of dollars. B no one really wants the Wii systems. They just want Smash Brothers and Mario Kart and the new Mario game. Yeah. And I wish Nintendo would just do it. And I know they won't cuz they're too prideful, but they're losing a shit ton of money every month. The Wii U's not making any money. I wish they would just make, give me like the sequel to Mario 64 on PS4 and Xbox One with, like, mind-blowing graphics. Who would not be stoked by that? I definitely feel like that it'll never happen. Um, I agree. I agree with you. It would be cool, you know, but at the same time, like, you know, when Sega bit the dust, like, what games even come out anymore that you're like, that's a Sega game? Like, they're just some unknown publisher that makes things now. Agreed. You know? and so, Nintendo's different because you, you got Mario and you got Zelda and you got Smash Brothers, and those are unmistakably incredible. I would like, can you picture playing a new Super Smash Brothers with like the graphics of like, you know, like, I don't know, like 
just anything out right now, like Madden or Last of Us, like Super Smash Brothers, like how incredible. It yeah, but listen, I like the Wii U's graphics. I think the I think the Wii U's graphics are pretty good because they are different they and work not for what they are. Well, that's the other thing is that even if it did come out on a different system, the graphics wouldn't be better because Nintendo's very stylized. You're so. right. You're right. But I feel like there's something they could do. But I don't know. I mean, this is a this. Is a conversation that could go in so many different ways. <laughs> yeah. But um, um, so listen, do you guys? So I know you guys like the video games. Do you like the board games? I love board. I games. I love board games as well. I I would I would like to get more into board games, like deeply. Um, but Justin and I have actually been talking recently. Like, I want to do board game nights, you know, weekly, and <clears throat> just do cool stuff like that. It, dude, it's like for me, like that's what I've been getting into once I moved here. Like, you know, back in Alabama, I would have friends that played a little bit. Um, Nerd. But up here, like, people play a lot. And, um, um, and Are you talking about, like, normal board games? Like, like the deep board games where you go to, like, the special hobby store and, like, like the games that take, like, hours to figure out? Let's put it, they're deep board games, but they're not, it's kind of like the in-between because there are ones that are crazy long, like Risk or whatever else. But, like, which I like both. I'm not insulting. Like I like Axis and Allies, and you could probably yeah. take one game of that for 13 hours. Yeah. <laughs> no yeah. question about. So a lot of there's a, there's a ton of games that you know, I'm not you know I don't know all the info, but they've definitely been you know been coming out in the past five to ten years that are, you know, it's they're I'm not going to call them super obscure, but you can't you know, you're going to target and find it. Um, some of them you are, but not not a lot of the really really good ones. Oh, uh, you mean like uh, but, like those like. I forget who makes them, but like, there's like that Arkham Horror series, or it's like HP Lovecraft inspired, like detective is that real? game, and like, yeah. Well, well here's of... the here's the gateway one. The gateway, I feel like it's Munchkin. Yeah, Munch- yeah. Munchkin's Munchkin? awesome. Munchkin, if, yeah. Anybody yeah, like out there? Munchkin is 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 incredible. Anybody out there who hasn't played Munchkin, get a few of your friends together, get Munchkin, and I promise you will have a great night. Oh yeah, it's the best. Absolutely fun. Yeah, and, and so basically, I feel like that's the jumping-in point, where, like, to me, that's not a, that's a popular game, but only for our age group, you yeah, know, agree. like, and, and people who are kind of know about subculture stuff. Yeah. Um, I, there's a game that I'm going to tell you guys to check out, and if you, you know, you might have a friend that already has it, but it's called Boss Monster. I have it, and it's sitting at my house. I haven't really? played it yet. Yeah, I need to play it. Dude, Boss Monster is so good. Um, it's really, really, really it's good. Really, I've played it. It's have really you? Great. Well, yeah. I'll say Justin, I think, is coming over to my house this weekend, and I have it. So maybe we'll play it and talk about it next week. Um, That game, another game called Dominion. I've heard Dominion's awesome. Um, you know, a lot of these games, they're, they all revolve around deck building. And like, so a lot of people, deck building. you know, it, it's kind of like you'll have the stuff that you do, and... You're given money, basically money cards, and then you have all these choices of cards you can add to your deck to, you know, accomplish something. And there's so tons of board games now have this. And, I'm into that. That sounds awesome. And, and so basically, you take turns adding things. It, it's kind of like you know you're giving yourself abilities, but you can only add so many cards per turn. And then once you get enough, then you 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 do the game. So. Um, Dominion's a great one. Um, there is 
another one that I just got that I haven't played yet, but it's a Game of Thrones oh, card game. That game is really awesome, but it is like super long. It takes so long to play. Like risk. Oh yeah, I, I haven't played it yet. I've heard it's really good. Yeah, like risk type long. Ooh. Like yeah, it can take like three or four hours to really get the game going if you like Which, there's nothing wrong with that you just got to make sure you set aside an afternoon to play games like yeah, that like risk no, absolutely is, is this is this the board game one or the card game one uh the card game one okay the board one i haven't i haven't heard about the card game one is the one i got so you yeah. that one takes that long it takes a while the i mean um it's not it's not as like intensive as the board game one the board game one is very much like uh, a settlers type game but even the card game one i've played that and it's it still is like a long it can be a long game so prepare yourself you you guys uh you know this is you know you i know you guys don't care but i you know i am a little embarrassed but like you guys play magic at all I, I uh, used to. Uh, Justin and I actually have a lot of friends that play Magic. I never got into it, but it's not embarrassing. I never got into it because it's like, oh, you're a nerd, or I think it's lame. I just it never really appealed to me. Really, is all it comes down to. I I never played it growing. I mean, I you know I think it was a little bit. It came out with the people that I knew that were a little younger than me when I was growing up, and right. so I never got into it until about like three or four years ago. And now, you know, for me especially, like, I, I love strategy games, and and I love it when when games are kind of open-ended, where it's like you can research, you know, cards and abilities and stuff that aren't something that you can just go to the store and buy. You know, it's kind of cool to research, you know, all right, I'm going to make a deck, and it's completely unique. Nobody else will have it, you know? Yeah. Um, That's cool. But a lot of... You know, you should guys, you should guys try the you know, try the Xbox One or the Steam one, and it's you know that's what got me into it, just playing that one because then you don't really have to like, you don't have to like memorize all the rules because the game will only let you do, you know, legal moves and stuff. But uh, big ups to Wizard of the Coast that makes magic. <laughs> they want to send me any booster packs, I uh, you know. Man, you're really going. You're going for your wish list tonight with the wrestler, and now you're asking for free magic cards. I mean, it's yeah, like, I know. Like, well, you're gonna you're gonna cut out the wrestler part anyways. Don't don't put that in there. You can just you can just activate that one without leaving it in the podcast. Well, that's fine. I was gonna say we have to wrap this up in a second because Justin and I have a lot more to talk about, and I have a few. But uh, would you like to come so, back? Do you have a, a big final question? Do you is there is that what you do with guests on the show? No, not really. No, we, uh, I can ask you one we, if you let, want. Let, let's start it now. Go ahead. All right. Well, I think some. <clears throat> uh, yeah, we'll give you a final question. Yeah, I'll give you a final question. There's been a lot of divisive talk on this show about what makes a s'more and what doesn't. What do you think makes up a s'more? Like, what does a s'more, as in like making s'mores, have to have in it? to actually make it be a s'more like so the ingredients yeah like what ingredients do you think have to be included why is there even a discussion about this well because we had a very long discussion about this on the podcast actually yeah. and it turned into an argument and it's apparently embroiled a bunch of listeners into this argument as who well. Who are still talking about it. We get emails. So this is, I mean, this is There's a thing. There's three ingredients and that's it. Right. So if you add other things to that, is it still a s'more? It's not a traditional one, but it's a variation, yes. Okay. 
So I, I'm willing to agree with you on that. Now, if you take any of those base ingredients out and then add something else in, is it still a s'more? It's a variation, but no. Exactly. It's not a s'more. Whatever. Thank you. Whatever. That's, that was my it's, point. It's, 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 the thing is, though, that's like it's a mutated thing. Right. And I don't mind I don't mind the idea of doing that, but the thing is is don't call it a s'more unless it has graham cracker ch- uh, chocolate and marshmallow involved in the thing. Yeah, I, it's traditional s'more, graham cracker, chocolate, marshmallow. If you remove the marshmallow, you are not even allowed to use the word s'more. Thank you. No matter what, it Thank has you. to have the marshmallow in there. Thank you. We'll just... So you so you can change up the chocolate and graham cracker. And it's still a variation. But if you're not grilling, or I'm not grilling, whatever, you're not cooking a marshmallow, you're doing something complete. You're not even close to being a s'more. Exactly. Thank you so much. All right, fine. There, <laughs> there's your final question. Um, That's my final question? I personally, yeah. The one yeah, because it's been such a big divisive issue on our show that apparently... All right, well, one, send, send the- some more hate mail to... Ryan and Ryan Russell <laughs> the, the one thing I, I figured a lot of listeners would like to hear about is Paramore because you've worked with them so much and you're friends with Haley. So I purposely just skipped that to make everyone super disappointed. You get no Paramore stories. That's fine. I'm an asshole. They're a great I'm band. A, I'm an today asshole. Is the, I, you know, I posted about it. She's posted about it. But today's the fifth anniversary, and it makes me feel really old to know that I shot that artwork five years ago. Oh, yeah, because you did the artwork for a Riot, right? Uh, Brand New Eyes. Brand New Eyes, that's right, which is awesome. Congratulations yeah. on that. It's a huge album. Sold millions. Um, but, no, this has been awesome. I've had a great time talking to you. You have a lot of good stories. You're a smart man, and you're a friend. And um, we'd like to have you back on any time you'd like. So, as long as you have, Did you have fun on the Big Snackers? I had fun. I feel like that I was a horrible guest. <laughs> I hope that somebody got. I feel like there might be, you know, useful tidbits in there. Uh, hopefully, somebody who is a fan enjoyed it, but hopefully, somebody who might also be an artist. Um, no, it's good. I think there's know, a lot of people in our scene that want to do music and layouts and photography, and you're one of the best out doing it. So you shouldn't feel like that at all. I thought it was very interesting. Plus, we've had. Well, I felt like I felt like that some of my self-serving things talking about Seth Rollins has overshadowed some <laughs> valuable knowledge that no, I probably could have. You're dipped. thinking about it too much. But, and well, I know but you. Who cares? As your friend, I know that you are very hard on yourself. You, this was great. It was a very interesting interview, and I'm really glad you came on. We and appreciate it. Also, we've had Dan Lampton on here, so nothing can be worse. Yeah, than Yeah, Dan from Real Friends, and man, that guy is boring. Who is the? I'm going to ask you a final question. Who is? And you have to be serious, except not at all. Who is the worst guest that you've had on the show? Worst guest we've had on the show? We've been and why? We've, we've been pretty lucky. I, we've never, honestly, and you know that I would tell the truth. Like, I'm not a nice guy for no reason. Um, we've never had a guest that wasn't pretty fun to interview, I don't think. I'm trying, I'm, I'm trying you to are, think. You're very lucky, then. No, yeah. we are. We truly are lucky. Like, I'm not... You know me. I'm the first person that would be like, man, this person sucks. We've also been lucky just because we only invite people on that we actually want to talk to. So. Yeah, unlike a lot of podcasts where people like have secretaries and people scheduling things for them, like, we don't know everyone personally. Like We've had some people from Workaholics and been super lucky, 
but it was still like through mutual friends who were like, I can get this person for you. And it's like, oh, we'd like to talk to that person. So we've never had to really talk to somebody just because. So, no, we've been pretty lucky. I can honestly, for real, give you the answer that we've not had a bad guest. Uh, you know, I have you ever had Mora on? No. She's she's she'd be she'd be the worst guest. She's yeah. shown up a couple of times to tell me I'm a fucking idiot, which is nice. But yeah, yeah, but no, we never have. Um, yeah, she would be the worst one. Yeah. All right. Well, cool. <laughs> well, thank you, Ryan. Um, text me tomorrow after you get Forza for real, because if it's good, I would like to get it and play with you. I've already played it, dog. It's good. I played the demo. Text me tomorrow. Listen, just download the demo tonight and you get off this and just go play. Is it it for some reason so hard for you to text me tomorrow and let me know how it is after you buy it? I don't want to talk to you ever again after this. Fine. (laughs) You know what? (laughs) Goodbye forever. Bye. Later. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Bye. Bye, Brian. All right. Um, So, yeah, let's uh, let's get back into a few things. We should probably wrap it up. We're like two and a half hours. Yeah, but you'll probably cut out some of that. I, it's very doubtful. There isn't yeah. really much to cut out. Even the part he told me to cut out is like 20 seconds. So True. Well, I thought it was an interesting interview. No, it was very interesting. Well, let's just get into a few little things then. Um, is that worth it? Also, I need to eat dinner at some point. So. Well, so you should have gotten a steak and shake hot dog. No, I shouldn't. I should never have that. Yeah, you should have that. I don't want it. If you I want a hot dog, it. I make it myself. I don't want steak and shake to make me anything. Oh. Some oh. other french fries really grosses me out. I like the french fries. The shoestring fries. I'm just not into it. I don't I like those too. tiny I will tell you, next week, um, I confirmed today that our guest is OG Swagger Dick. Oh, God. This is going to be the greatest thing Next Monday. Happened. So everyone listening that's excited, because I know we've turned a lot of people on to OG Swagger Dick, and um, next week he's our guest. So... I've never talked to the man. I have no idea what he's like at all in real life. It's going to be the weirdest. I yeah, I think it's going to be a blast. I'm very excited about it. Um, the one thing I want to talk to you about, I know you need to eat, so just, uh, just give me a few minutes. No, you're here. fine. Go ahead. Let's go ahead and finish a few things. Um, PT. Man, that is fucked. <laughs> what, the playable trailer for? Yeah. Um, yeah. For anybody that doesn't know. I mean, it's been, I guess, about a month now, but I didn't have my PS4, and I just got it back, and I was on tour. But um, on the Sony, it's so cool the way they did it, I think. On the uh, PlayStation Store, a game demo for free just came up called PT. No one knew what it was. Uh, no one had hyped it. No one, No one knew anything about it. It literally just showed up like that fucking U2 album on your iPhone, except that it's cool. I was, I was actually fine with that. but What? The U2 album. I was fine with it. You jerked off to it, probably. I like U2. I'm sorry. I like some U2 albums. I don't want Apple coming into my phone and putting albums on it, even if it's a band I like. This is the thing, again, people like you and everyone else, if you had disabled automatic downloads, which you should have done a long time ago, that never right. would happen. You're right. So, you bunch of white motherfuckers... I'm not even Sitting white. Around. I know. Okay, well, I'm basically white. But listen, so I was going to say, what Sony did was um, they just put up this thing called PT. Yeah. And no one knew what it was, and you downloaded it. And once you download it, you start to play it, and there's no explanation. It's one of the prettiest-looking games I've ever seen. The graphics are completely insane. And it's about 25 minutes long, and you are just walking through this hallway. 
and you don't know what it is the whole time you're playing it, and it's terrifying. Like, there is a baby fetus crying in a sink with blood and shit splattered everywhere. Mm-hmm. There are dead bodies hanging from the ceiling in the suburban house. And it's uh, once you finally figure out how to do it, it turns out that it's just a playable trailer for the new Silent Hill game, which is made by um, Hideo Kojima and... Did I say that wrong? Am I racist? <laughs> Hideo Kojima. And what's his name? Guillermo Del Toro. Del Toro. And it looks, <laughs> it looks absolutely incredible. The graphics are insane. Oh, yeah. I think it's the coolest way I've ever seen a game marketed. And I haven't liked a Silent Hill game since Silent Hill 2, which is probably damn near 15 years old. Yeah. But it's also what they did with this is not unlike what they did to announce Metal Gear Solid Five, so it wasn't no. as impressive to me. But I th- think they pulled it off better. But I agree with you. I'm not saying it's the most original thing ever. It's not as original as Kanye West premiering his album on the side of a building with Jesus. I mean, what <laughs> that is guy's an asshole? Yeah, he is. Um, no, but it's cool it's really cool and if the game i don't know if uh that trailer is any part of the game at all they don't really tell you but it's it's not really it's just a it's what i figured but it kind of the very end of it shows you the entire city and it's breathtaking the graphics are well crazy. it's actually silent hills i guess is it the is name. silent hills just, but i guess it's supposed to, he has he's the worst of fucking naming things but it's supposed Agreed. to be because it's like an open world type Silent Hill, which is kind of cool, I think, sort of. Except that I guess all the Silent Hill games were sort of open world. They were with the technology they have, but this one, I guess, is a full-fledged city where you can, you know, go wherever you want, do it in any order you want. And the graphics are insane. And I just, yeah, man, the graphics. And oh, yeah. How ridiculous. creepy it is. Yeah. It was so creepy. Like... Outlast is the scariest game ever. This game could maybe be creepier in a different way. Yeah, it's very definitely more of like a. Uh, I was talking to Josh. We played it last night. Outlast is scary because there's something chasing you the whole game, and it feels relentless. Silent Hills feels like the type of game where you'll be walking, you'll see something a hundred yards from you, you know it's not gonna run at you, but you know at some point you're gonna have to meet it, and you don't fucking want to. Right. Yeah. And uh, well, hopefully it's not as. I mean. I don't know if they'll ever reach like Silent Hill 2 levels. Silent Hill 2 um, was one of the creepiest games. I mean, now I'm sure if you went back, I went back and tried to play Resident Evil 2, like the original oh, one. No, now. Silent Hill 2 is still fucking creepy as shit. Yeah. Okay, because I went back. Resident Evil 2, and I think if you're talking about things at the time, which I think is the only fair way to do it, was one of the best games ever. But I mean, yeah. you can't play it now. But Resident Evil games in general were never really all that scary. They were more no, action than... Did you see that they're rebooting Resident Evil 1 on PS4 and Xbox One? Yeah. I watched the trailer. It looks, I'll play it. looks <laughs> nice, but like I don't I mean I don't really need to play. I've already, I played Resident Evil 1 how many fucking times? And then on GameCube they did it. I agree with that. And then uh the other thing I was going to get to you real quick. Is Skype still on? Uh yeah. Okay. Uh, the other thing I was going to get to was a uh, a game that just came out this week called The Vanishing of Ethan Carter. Yeah. Which man is incredible so far. I'm I was about, really excited about playing that. I, I I need to get it. It's very weird. Um, it's one of the prettiest games ever made. I have a very high end computer that our friend Greg made for me. For I mean, probably fifteen hundred dollars, I think. And it's yeah. it's one of the only. It's the first time in my life, which like I'm sure you know this feeling is when you finally get that computer 
that when you get a, um, a computer game, you can put the graphics on the highest setting. Oh, yeah. Like, this is my, so fucking cool. Because <laughs> you can never do that. Yeah, that's how my computer is now. Like, I bought it a couple months Dude, ago. Dude, and I, I can't. This game is so intense. I still have to, like, tone it down a little bit or it lags. Like, the graphics are literally insane. Like, yeah. every blade of grass and, like, the trees and the wind. It's just it's yeah, it, gorgeous. It's created with a new technology called phototelemetry, and it's, it's pretty neat. Is, what is it exactly? What is that technology? Like essentially, it's like uh, if you t- it, like, it's a way of recreating photography in a three D space. So like, it can like see like it can like f- uh, like near photo realistically recreate like a tree if it wanted to, or things like that. You give it like reference photos, and it can kind of recreate these things, and then you can place them in the. Uh, within the space like oh, wherever you want to and stuff. It's a real like it's a very new technology but the way it exists is procedural so it takes a lot of computing power to run cuz like it's not a thing that they just built and it has only like one animation loop. It does I saw it, that. Yeah, it does it based on its own whims. And it's you know? crazy cuz it's a small newer company. Um they well, right. It's not a small newer company. People can fly is a fucking huge. Like well, they created like astronauts thing. or well, the, the guy, yeah, he split off, but people can fly. Created painkiller. Oh. They, they, oh wow, okay. they made Gears of War on Windows. You know, like they're they're a fucking huge company, and that guy did split off. And like I read a whole article, like interviewing him and stuff, and he's really interesting. But like, I mean, they're not they're not a company without backing. You know what I mean? Like they they got right, some fucking right. money. But well, the the fact is, is like that that technology they're using is untested in every way. So this was the first thing. That's like that, and for them to make a like detective game is kind of interesting because they're they're known for making like right first person shooters basically. And yeah, the graphics are haunting. Um, it's like in an old sawmill town with like train tracks and uh, like cobblestone roads and these incredible graphics. And I'm not far into it. I don't think it's a long game, anyways. I think it's four or five hours. I'm probably thirty to forty five minutes in, but uh. It's a game. It's only I think fifteen twenty dollars. Yeah. And you, uh, you're a detective, and the uh, Ethan Carter is a kid, and he mails you about how something weirds, like supernatural, seems to be going on in this town. Yeah. And you go to try to figure it out. But I can tell you, I'm thirty to forty five minutes in. I'm yet to talk to another human, which makes it even more haunting. You're just like walking. Oh no. I didn't know if this was going to happen. Um, I, w- I would like to tell people that I sent an email to L- Lil Wayne's manager. And I didn't know it was going to happen, but he said he might be able to call in tonight um, fresh off the uh, Drake versus Lil Wayne tour. And this is a treat for everybody involved. Um, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. <laughs> Lil Wayne? What's going on up there? Uh, how you doing, man? I I'm in some pussy right now, so I'm fucking okay. Um, so you just you just got off the uh, Drake versus Lil Wayne tour. Who would you say <laughs> won? <laughs> what? I'm sorry. Somebody was saying something. Like I'm sorry. Okay, who would you say won the uh, the tour? Drake versus Lil Wayne. What? <laughs> is, is, is that what you're asking? 
What? Yeah, Drake versus Lil Wayne. Who won the tour? Who won the tour? Was it you or Drake? Uh, I would I would say Weezy won it. Jake put up a good fight, you know. But, oh, you know, I would say Weezy won it. Well, okay. How about this? Can you can you bust a freestyle for us right now? Okay. Yeah. Welcome to the card. Little shop of horror. Bloody like a period. After the hour. Doctor. I'm a dog. I'm a dog. I'm a dog. Not Georgetown, but I'm a uptown lawyer. Yeah. Like my lawyer, no lawyer. I got that work who want to be my employer. Freestyling. For you, no, for me. For you, no, no. Only for more me. More. Got the money I get, I got that. Yeah. Like a pot and a pen, I rock that. Yeah. I sit back to my bus job and work. Go. Yeah, that's it right there. Oh, f- thank you, uh, Wayne. Yeah, so <laughs> I was going to say, uh, real quickly, I guess, we don't want to get too controversial here, but just a few questions is uh, I know that you recently had an almost near-death scare because uh, of the coating syrup that you uh, drink. Yeah. So let's talk about yeah. the cup. I mean, what do you, what do you think about the cup? Are you going to stop sipping? or? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Now, I specifically asked my manager to let you people know that I didn't want to be questioned about the coding. I am going to lean. I am going to sip what I sip. Don't worry about what I'm sipping on. If I die tomorrow, I just die. It's young money, cash money. To the day I die, and if I die tomorrow off this lean, I'm going to die happy. Okay, so basically you don't want to talk about the cup. No, no. What? But what's what's in the cup? It's my cup. Don't worry <laughs> about what's in my cup. Okay, no, no. I I I know that it's your cup, but uh, I just what well, what what's in it? Can you give us anything? It's diet cola. Okay. <laughs> it's diet diet cola. Diet cola. Okay, diet, diet coke. Well, Lil Wayne, I just want to say, I know you're a really, really busy man. Um, you've been successful. You're working on the Carter 5. Is that dropping soon? Yeah, the Carter 5 will be here. I, we, don't have, we don't have a date yet, but the Carter 5 and 6 and 7 are being worked on right now. And you, you, you're going to be very impressed with the new Lil Wayne music. And just, just stay tuned to Young Money, Cash Money, Baby Lil Wayne. You know, we, we, we've been doing it for years now. We're going to keep it up. All right, all right. Um, thank you. And uh, lastly, um, a lot of people seem to think um, they not not that it matters, but you know, hip hip hop is a very judgmental scene. And uh, you doing stuff with people like Young Thug and Kissing Baby. People have questions about your sexual orientation. Is there anything you'd like to clear up or say about that? Okay, okay. Now I have. I have millions of dollars. If I decide to kiss a man, 
that is something I can do because I am that rich. If Young Thug wants to get his nails in, if he wants to say that women don't turn him on, he is that rich. He can do that. You know? So I'm not going to say I'm gay. I'm not going to say I'm not gay. But I, I, I'm just rich. You know, I do what the fuck I want to do. <laughs> is it? Is it true that you sleep in a shoebox under baby's bed? <laughs> is it? I mean, answer the question. It's a it's an honest question. Okay, now. Okay. Yes, I do sleep in the shoebox on the bed right there. Oh, that's an exclusive right there. That is an exclusive. Um, is there any way you'd be willing to come back next week and talk to us some more? I think it'd be a good good uh, feature to have some questions with Lil Wayne. We could have some fans write in. I mean, you're one of the biggest rappers in the game right now. Uh, are you the biggest? Do you think there's anybody out, uh, fucking with you right now, maybe getting bigger? But technically, I, I am the smallest rapper to ever do this. But, That's true. <laughs> you know, I, I, I do feel like my voice is the biggest. And... Nobody fucking with me right now. We got the Drake versus Little Wayne tour, and Drake is not fucking with me, and he's the closest thing. So, but yeah, but yeah, to answer your question, I can't come back for right next week and the week after that. It's always up to you. I'm here. Okay. Well, uh, you know, thank you, Little Wayne, for taking this time to talk to us. Thank you. Thank you. All right. You have a good day, and we'll we'll talk to you soon. Wait. Bye bye. <laughs> oh, how do we get Lil Wayne? I Man, I, I emailed uh, Cortez, his manager. And, you know, you never know. He said he could fit him into the schedule. I just can't believe he admitted that he does sleep in that shoebox. I that's an exclusive. We're gonna have to that's put it all amazing. over Twitter and Tumblr. <laughs> Man, what an episode today. Yeah, we great. have we have had a long good how long is this episode? It's like two like oh, two hours and fifteen minutes or that's not so, bad. Maybe a little longer. That's not bad. I know you gotta eat soon. I was gonna um Real quick, your thoughts. Um, new Kendrick Lamar single. I don't like it. I just, I'm just sick of him. Like, um, I just don't think he's as good of a rapper as everybody has said he is. I think he can be. I think his mixtapes were not as good as everybody thought they were. I thought Good Kid, Bad City was a crazy good album. I like the storytelling front to back. But. I agree that maybe, and I hope I'm wrong, and I hope he comes back and makes a great album, but I feel like he could be a victim of his own hype. No, I think he absolutely is. And, and that's the reason I why I think... I hope that I'm wrong when his next album comes out, Yeah, but I don't know. It's hard to say. But that's the reason why I think he's overrated is because everybody talked about how great he was, and every guest spot he's done since last year has been not really that good. Uh, the only one I thought his guest verse on fucking Problems was great. No, and that but that was I also thought it was the before, best verse in the song. That was also before his album came out. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. like that wasn't that was late two thousand twelve. Because the only so. the only verse of that song that's terrible was Drake's. Because oh, you mean where he loses the beat and then but he still, loses the beat. He talks about the Beatles and any verse where a rapper says "drop down and get your ego on." I'm good. Yeah, I'm fine. Don't need that in my life, but. Um, Whatever happened? Uh, has ASAP Rocky been doing anything? Because that I liked that album. Did you like that album? Oh, I love that album. That was great. It was a great record. I mean, he's still around. I don't. The ASAP crew just—they just announced that they canceled their mixtape. 
Oh, did they? That gets done, and they just said it's not coming out, and that's what made me wonder what's going on. I don't know. I haven't read anything about it. It seems but... weird that you'd be this hyped. Um, you haven't had a new release in a while. People want something. You have a whole crew mixtape done, and you just cancel it. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, maybe there's some like weird shit going on. I'm going to blame Iggy Azalea. I'm always going to blame her forever. Earlier today, I was saying something, and um, tell me if you agree, if this makes sense, everybody listening. I don't like Iggy I don't think she's a bad rapper. I just, it's whatever to me. I don't really care about her at all. N- enough to hate or like or dislike her. She, I just feel like she, like we're being punked, and she has been brought to the musical mainstream, like as a, like as a Saturday Night Live like character. Does that make sense? Yeah, I can. I don't see know that. how to explain it any better than that. I can see that. Like I mean, there's definitely I mean, there's way more talented singers than her or rappers sure, than her. Sure, and she's not bad. She can well, rap. The thing is, is that if if Ti hadn't said, "I want the white Nicki Minaj," she would not be. You're right where she is, and she's really big, and she's marginally talented. I think people are looking too hard to find. Things to gripe about, like you and I have talked about. I don't think she's a racist. I think people have called her a racist. I think she says some stupid shit. I think we Here's all. Here's what I think she is. I think she's Australian. What? I think she's Australian. Yeah. I mean, that's pretty much how Australians act. Yeah. So. I mean, like, she said some really dumb shit. Who hasn't? We've all said some dumb shit. Um, but no, uh, next week we have OG Swagger Dick join us in the studio. Yeah, which will be great. And if you haven't yet, please prepare yourself. Um, go download. It's free. Go to his website, ogswaggerdick.com. Get his mixtape, Game Boy Colored. Yeah. Um, watch the video <laughs> for Hitman. And just be enthralled. Um, I think he's the new Lil B. Oh, I think so for sure. Except way more entertaining to me personally. Yeah. So... Um, we're excited to have him. He's going to be on next week. And after that, we have some really cool guests coming up because we've been able to secure some bigger and bigger guests. So we've been really lucky. And like we said earlier, um, we would love to get some nicer equipment and make the studio a little bit nicer and quality and get some better guests. So if you listeners would be interested in us doing Indiegogo, please email yes, us, listen let us know because it wouldn't be for a lot. And we would love to. And like I said, we would let you know where every single penny was going. It wouldn't be anything weird like fucking Harry Knowles. Did you read about like, that? Like, ain't it cool news, Harry Knowles? Yeah. No, I don't know. Look I that know. shit up. Everybody at home, too. Um, I love the website, ain'titcool.com, because it's just a good movie news website. Yeah. Um, but Harry Knowles, the guy that runs it, had a TV show, I guess, put on by Nerdist. Like, uh, it was like an online TV show. Yeah. And it got canceled after the first season because it didn't do very well. Right. So he did a Kickstarter to do, or an Indiegogo to do the second season. And I think he got um, close to $200,000. dollars mm. And it's been a year and it hasn't come out. He Instagrammed himself buying a new car and no one has gotten their prizes yet. So uh, his bad. website's in a lot of jeopardy. And yeah. uh, people are... Actually, doing a separate Indiegogo, I believe, to hire a lawyer to take him to court. He's, <laughs> Good for them. He's he's in a bad spot. He's oh, very screwed amazing. right now. So, uh, yeah. But if if it's a cool idea, let us know. If not, that's fine. Just let us know. No, it's fine. I just don't want to do anything that makes our listeners feel like we're doing anything stupid because 
We appreciate yeah, you guys. Yeah, I don't want you guys to think we're uh, broadcasting through a potato, apparently. Yeah, but, <laughs> but no, you guys are. Uh, apologies. You guys are the best, and we love, we love, we love doing this every week. I was telling Justin, I look forward mm. to it every week, and we'd like to make it twice a week. And if we can get some, you know, sponsors and get some Indiegogo stuff, we could do that. And also, I will be in Columbus, Ohio on Thursday to go see um, a certain man named Dan from Philadelphia's band. Yeah. So if you'd like to eat melt with me and let me sleep on your couch, please email me at, or tweet at me at ryanempire@gmail.com, And follow me and Justin on Twitter because we're both really fucking funny. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we're hilarious. So, uh, <laughs> or, or you could do something and actually go look at somebody's talented stuff and go to Ryan's website. Yeah, Ryan Russell who had on today who... Is way too hard on himself. The man's super interesting. He's done, I mean, the man has done Paramore album covers, the Waka Flocka, to Against Me, to Foo Fighters, to Kia commercials, to Tegan and Sarah. I mean, I respect the hell out of him. I hope you enjoyed hearing him talk today. Um, he's a great guy, and he's a good guy. And if you go to his website, he has some breathtaking photos. So we'll put the link up in the blog. Yeah. But uh, please, please check it out. And uh, a song of the day today. Do you? It is time. I have one. Do you have one? No, if you have one, go ahead. I, All right. Um, the song is by a group called The Nux, which is the K-N-U-X. The song's called Run. Um, they're a, kind of an experimental hip-hop group from New York. I love them. The record's great. They sound to me, um, I don't know how you feel. I don't know if we've talked about Kid Cudi. I really liked the first few Kid Cudi mixtapes. Yeah. And I liked the first Kid Cudi album. Yeah. After that, I think he tried to get too weird, and he just lost me. And good for him if he's making what he wants, but it's not for me. No, I agree. Uh, the Nux, to me, sound like if you took the idea of what Kid Cudi was doing, instead of getting weird, we're just like, we're going to be poppy as shit and fun. And this song is called run and everyone should check it out. Cause it's really good. Well, it does feature kid Cuddy too, <laughs> which is interesting. And, uh, no, I think when you hear it, it's a, uh, it's a great song. They're underrated because you know, the Nux they're not that popular and they should be, but this song could be like a radio jam. Like it's as good as Hey, uh, by outcast or anything like that to me. I mean, let me know what you think, but listeners let us know and please write in questions for next week. Even though we have a lot more to answer. We didn't get to today. Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. So, um, yeah. We appreciate everything. Please rank us on iTunes and spread the word about us. And here's the Nux with Run. We will see you next week. Bye-bye. Where you going?
golly, too much greed, I can't be chasing you, so Why the fuck you got me over here running after you? Let's keep it cool, baby, let's talk about this You can look all over, but you'll never find shit like mine Yeah. 